Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 and Pink Floyd with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be rainy today with a high of 48. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 52. And then Sunday, more rain with a high of 46. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. It's Friday, so you can pretty much guarantee an open line Friday. I just rained on your parade, by the way. Because it's rain all weekend. Yeah, I didn't have much of a parade plan, thank God. But uh, open line Friday. Uh-huh. Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports. Mm-hmm. And we got Rolling Stones tickets to give away. That's a crazy another big packed Friday. It's like we don't even really need to add anything to it. It's already perfect as it is. Well, uh, how can you how can you uh, improve on perfection? I suppose you could do something at 6 o'clock to fill up the time. Oh, for God's sakes. Now I got to do something? <laughs> Fine. It's 536 at Rock 102. Rock 102 and feelgoodshoplocal.com want to hook you up for the holiday. Do big name dealerships have your back? No. Does Marcotte Ford and Holyoke? Yes. Why? Because they're a community-based Ford dealership that cares. And you'll see why when you walk through the door. Have a seat in the Lugnuts Cafe and discuss your dream with a member of the Marcotte team. You'll hear everything you want, selection, service, which means the start of a relationship with peace of mind for the life of your vehicle. Marcotte thanks the community for having their back, and they're ready to have yours. Marcotte Ford, 1025 Main Street, Holyoke. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and the Romantics of Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to rain today with a high of 48. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 52. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. Oh, let's see. Hollywood Trash brought to you by Aquapump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. And, uh, moving on to to Hollywood news. I don't know what I had up there for a second, but there you go. Uh, Rolling Stone just released their uh, 100 uh, top albums of the year. Okay. You ready? Yes. And these are some that you'll probably never even know who they are. Number one is SOS by SZA. Number two is The Record by Boy Genius. Is he really? Number three, well, I guess uh, smarter than we are because he got onto the Billboard Top 100. Uh, Data by Taney. Let's Start Here by Little Yachty. Uh-huh. Oh, Little Yachty. I hope he grows up to be a bigger Yachty. Uh, Guts by Olivia Rodrigo. This Is Why by Paramore. The Land Is In Hospital and So Are We by Mitski. Maps by Billy Woods and Kenny Seagal. What? No, I got nothing. You're not stopping me. Jaguar 2 by Victoria Monet and Zach Bryan by Zach Bryan. I don't even know who Zach Bryan is. He's the guy that did that album called Zach Bryan. Oh, okay. All right. I don't know why you didn't just say that to begin with. I uh, I can't say I'm well versed in any of those artists. Uh, I don't. I know some of them. SZA. I've heard. I've of. heard of SZA. I know that uh, rock beats uh, SZA. Yeah. And paper covers uh, rock. And I uh, know a couple of sisters who are uh, fans of the SZA. SZA. And yeah, I don't. SZA sisters. I don't know that to to be true. Anyway, uh, Britney Spears' mom, Lynn Spears, was shop, uh, spotted shopping at a Dollar General in Louisiana. Oh, Why um, did you not open with this story? Well, because I thought that SZA's number one song was better than Britney Spears' uh, 
mom shopping at Dollar General in Louisiana. What did she buy? Uh, well, she bought some uh, very discount items for your next camping trip. I don't know what you buy at a Dollar General. But you don't have like an inventory or a copy of the receipt? No, I don't. Would you like to... Uh, anyway. Well, to- I'm, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat curiously wondering what could she possibly have gotten there. Well, to be fair, she might have always shopped at Dollar General. And somebody just spotted her, uh, but there's been talk that she's been having financial issues these days, and she's been selling Britney's belongings in order to keep her head above water. It should be noted that Lynn denies all those claims. Also, she was rocking a designer purse and driving a white Mercedes, both of which she could have obtained before the wheels fell off the family gravy train. Ah, well, I mean, I suppose if she's not living there, you might as well sell off her stuff Yeah, if she left without taking it. I guess not. When uh, Richard Pryor died, it left a hole in Eddie Murphy's wallet. A $100,000 hole. That's a big hole. Remember when Eddie released an album of music called How Could It Be in 1985? I sure do. Well, when Eddie told Richard he was planning to do that, Richard said there was no way Eddie could make an entire album with just music and no comedy. He even bet Eddie $100,000 that that wouldn't happen. So when uh, Eddie did release the album, he wrote this inside of it. To Richard Pryor, my idol, with whom I have a $100,000 bet, no mother effer, I didn't forget. <laughs> Pryor died in uh, 2005 without ever paying. He up. never paid. Well, he died before they could uh, they could do that. He told that story on Jimmy Kimmel the other night. Still though, do you want to hear sound clips from the Jimmy Kimmel show? No. <laughs> how, about, how about Jimmy Fallon? Definitely not. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's something you probably didn't know about the original cast of Full House. Uh, the cast at one point needed FBI protection. Uh, and of course, it was Uncle Jesse's fault. Always was. This came up during the latest episode of How Rude Tanneritos, a podcast featuring Jody Sweeten and Andrea Barber with their special guest, John Stamos. How did I not know that Jody Sweeten had a podcast? Or Andrea Barber, for that matter. She was built for that kind of thing. She was. Apparently, some psycho showed up outside the studio where the show was being filmed, saying he was going to kill Stamos. Someone called security, but he was gone before they showed up. So John had an actual FBI agent following him around 24 hours a day. He says, quote, I was so stupid because I tried to ditch them. Barber says, quote, I f- could feel like this nervous energy all throughout backstage. And then right before you went out for your intro, John, you did the sign of the cross. And then I th- uh, then I think it was Bob Saget, maybe Dave Coulier, who leaned over to you and said, can I have your parking spot? <laughs> it was probably Bob Saget. <laughs> that sounds like a Saget yeah. line. <clears throat> Sweeten also got her uh, share of attention from creeps, like uh, guys asking for specific types of photos of mm-hmm. her as a child. Are you serious? Like, people would you know, ask there, that? There are some uh, really, I don't know if you're aware of this, some dudes who are really sick. Uh, I guess so. And uh, death threats from men in prison. She even hired a former bodyguard for Henry Kissinger. Very topical, right? Sure. Uh, because the FBI was uh, trying to chase down a guy who threatened to kidnap her. She says, quote, it was a weird way to exist. You know, you don't think about all those things that 
you know, these child actors go through. I mean, they're the cute little kid on the TV show, and they say funny things in a tagline. And then uh, you don't think about how they're being stalked. Well, being is there any wonder how many of them are severely psychologically damaged by the time they become teenagers or adults? Did you see that '90s one with uh, a Soleil? Uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Soleil Moon Fry. Soleil Moon Fry. Yeah. That whole thing about the '90s and a lot of them committed suicide or had drug and, and alcohol issues that had never gotten resolved because of the fact that they were. Basically treated like slaves in an industry run by adults. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it should be a surprise to no one when they act up. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, SZA is a proud fan of Nickelback and Creed, so that tells you all you need to know about uh, SZA. Uh, and then moving on to the uh, Kardashians, Kim Kardashian revealed that her and her family has scammed their way to stardom. Really? She must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I got scammed was when Ray J gave me the Slippery Simone into the cash box. And that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. Uh, Caitlin? I don't know if you want to look that up or not. I don't, maybe I shouldn't. Whatever well, got that done dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once stuffed the chlamydia canal. <laughs> Took a visit to the OXO orifice. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is uh, that cra- crater was trembling like a pooping dog. <laughs> Jesus. Turned around three times before he did it too. <laughs> well, you got to find just the right spot. Yeah, you got to you got to watch out for that blood and gorge mayonnaise cannon. <laughs> and that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Charity ah! group based out of. And now Bax's view from the couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you, folks? Let's face it. There's nothing like having a dream come true, a wish fulfilled, your longing desires granted through divine intervention, or having your hopes and aspirations come to life before your very eyes. Just when you thought that the universe stopped listening to your deepest concerns, a miracle has happened. What is it? Well, according to a multiplicity of both reliable and very flimsy sources, the Patriots have allegedly decided to move away from the idea of starting Mac Jones on Sunday against the Chargers and instead will allegedly opt for starting backup quarterback Bailey Zappi in his place. Now, I'm sure there are many of you who will say, what took so long? Others might say, they should have done this weeks ago. And there may be a few of you who will say, what are we talking about exactly? Well, let me explain. After being benched four times in 11 games, it has become clear that perhaps Mac Jones is a terrible quarterback and as such does not deserve to be the starting quarterback, even if it's against a crap team like the LA Chargers who have the worst record in the AFC West. Of course, they have won twice as many games as the Patriots, but why split hairs? Choosing a winner is like trying to decide which inflammatory bowel disease you prefer. Now, I think we can all agree that Mac Jones is horrible. Man thrown 12 interceptions a season, only 10 touchdowns. He couldn't spot a red zone if you placed a sign in the field that read touchdowns this way. But let's not kid ourselves. Bailey Zappi is pretty horrible, too. Thrown two interceptions a season and also has a horrible aversion through throwing balls into the end zone. The question is whether he's any better than the walking dumpster fire that's been your starting quarterback for the last 11 weeks. My prediction, I see the Chargers going uh, two ways. Either Bailey Zappi play, Bailey Zappi's play blows everybody away with his dynamic mastery of the Patriots offense, or 
you'll be wishing they're giving Mac Jones another chance during week 13 when they face the Steelers. I'm going to guess you'll probably find yourself leading towards option number two by the end of the first half on Sunday when it becomes clear that Bailey Zappi ain't the answer either. I hope to God I'm wrong. But hey, and never mind yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, if you've been thinking, man, my toolbox is pathetic, I got to upgrade. There's a killer deal waiting for you at Rocky's. Buy the Milwaukee 22-inch rolling toolbox and the three-drawer packout toolbox, and you'll get the Milwaukee large packout toolbox free. Get that deal right now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 612 and Blue Oyster Cult with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, rainy. T- well, it's sun to start, I guess, and then rain this afternoon with a high of 48. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 42. And then Sunday, more rain with a high of 46. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, if you're going to be listening to uh, this show on the podcast later today or uh, you know over the weekend, uh, you should know that it is brought to you and thank you by the folks at uh, Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. Uh, so, uh, I have a, I have a little entrepreneur, uh, that I'm living with. You do? Yeah. My kid, uh, does all these like crochet things and, and makes, uh, mittens and headbands and, 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 uh, dish scrubbers and all these really cool little, uh, knickknack, uh, kind of things. And, uh, she started going to some of these craft fairs like a couple of months ago. Uh, you know the the girl that that I have, you know, who's like a babysitter. I can't call her a babysitter anymore. It's like, like the, she's a pre, she's a preteen sitter. Yes, pr- pretty much. And then uh, so then she had her like set up at her table at one of these uh, these uh, local town fair things, and uh, then she kind of got the bug to want to do it again. And then yeah. we've had some opportunities over the last couple of weeks for all these craft fairs. Well. It's just done blowed up in the last week. We, we got uh, we got two craft fairs we already did this week. We got another one coming up uh, on Sunday. Wow. And um, that's, that's a that's a busy run. Yeah. Well, I'm on the craft fair scene now. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's like you don't think about things like those are something that I would probably have just gone to if I was there. Yeah. And now it's like it's like a culture. It's like a culture of people. It's 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 a lot of the same people. It's it's kind of like a cult. It's not a cult. It's kind of a cult. You see a bunch of uh, uh, single ladies out there with their glue guns and uh, well, and their nec- beads and buttons and bobs and whatever they got. I don't necessarily think they're all single or whatever, but uh, they're they're. It's like a side hustle. You know what I mean? Like sure. some, pe- some people might even actually do it for a full time uh, career, depending on what you're selling and you know. The demand for for all those things, yeah, and obviously, if you got like a hook, you can get a hook. Listen to you, yeah, I know, yeah, but uh, you're, you're already into the uh, the knitting lingo. But uh, but I'm 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 starting to realize really quickly here, like how these things work. So I was there for the opening of a craft fair before all the people started coming in, before the gates were yeah. opened, and then the the, the woman uh, running the thing, who who I who I know. I'm I've known pretty well uh, over the last, you know, five or five or six years or so, and uh, she she gives this like big speech like to all the craft fair goers, and like business <laughs> tips and stuff, and like it was like, uh, a, like a motivational speech. Well, you can sell your junk. I felt like I was at a TED talk, and and frankly, this woman could have hooked up with Chris Kelly from MGM, and they could have had this, you know, major. 
you know, <laughs> giant speech that, hey, that, that they wrote. I, I listen. I know couples that orate uh, together. They stay together. But uh, but but yeah. Uh, and my kids, uh, she's pretty successful with her stuff, and she's 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 very talented with. She taught herself how to do all. Yeah, this well, I mean, stuff, you, you showed some pictures online of uh, yeah. of her like, like a. You did that pillow uh, of Weezer, the Weezer, yeah, it's a Weezer album thing, cover, right? which is, I, it's so cool. Like, very cool. Really cool. And, like, you know, I tried learning it. I was like, yeah, show me how to do this because I want to see if I can do this. Yeah. I couldn't get, I couldn't make one little, like, one little stitch or whatever you want to call it, crochet. I, it, there's you couldn't different cast names. on. I could not cast on at yeah. all. And uh, so it's it's a pretty uh, difficult thing for me to do, but it's uh, it's pretty cool to see how the behind. I always love working how the behind the scenes. Yeah, are. and I bet you there is some because I can sense this that because I saw a lot of the same people I saw the other night at Shaker Farms mm-hmm. and a lot of the vendors. Right, and I'm like, I bet you there's like some caddy like stuff going on here dude like like oh there she is again she's selling this stuff i'm selling the same thing i have no doubt yeah that there is some cattiness and there is some uh some big time envy you know, knitting yeah. envy you know and like yeah uh, well i could you know that I've done better than that, you know, like you know that that kind of stuff, like oh. a lot of passive aggressive yeah. side comments and yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Well, we, you know, she already had her first taste of this old lady that walked up to the table the other day and put her hand down on the pair of mittens. I could do those, yep. and then just walks away. Yeah, she wasn't but, a vendor; but, she was just a. But you didn't, and she's and your daughter's the one selling it. Yeah, so and, take it. And that's the thing; it's like I I am so, I'm always amused by how people are jealous of someone else's success. Like, they just can't be happy for a person that things are going well for them. Yeah. And going, and rather than say, well, wait a minute, if I'm not this successful, what are they doing that's successful? And learn from how to be oh. successful Well, well how that. many how many times has this happened where, you know, someone will, like, come up to you, they'll, make it, they'll see you in a room, they'll make a beeline right to you to yeah. tell you how much they hate the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hate everything you do, and I hate everything you yeah. stand for. Yet we By the way, t- can, get, can I get a free t-shirt? Yes. No problem, Dave. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll get it. Uh, anyway, but, uh, but yes, there are people out there like that, and you're taking up space in their head rent-free yeah. of their anger. Because they just they can't stand you. There's people out there that, that don't like you. There's people out there that don't like me. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, I'm well, very, I think we're I think very likable people. Yeah, I think you get us off the air. You realize, uh, oh yeah, they're much more likable uh, in person than they are on the radio. But but you and I have witnessed that kind of behavior from our own industry people. You know what sure. I mean? Like, there's people in this, and, and, and that was another point I wanted to make. It's like once you get into an industry, the industry it's actually a very small world. And I was talking about this yesterday during, we had a lunch yesterday, and I was talking about how you kind of know everybody, yeah, you know, within this business. Everybody's a Kevin Bacon when it comes to this business. Right, but it's the same no matter what business you're in. If yeah. you're in, like, finance or insurance or something like that, you probably know a bunch of other insurance people from other different companies and things like that. It's the same in this craft fair world. Sure it is. You know, yeah. and they all know each other. Well, yeah, the thing is, I mean, you're talking about uh you're talking about human nature. Yeah. And and human nature suggests that, you know, we are we are a species filled with jealousy and envy. So if someone is like doing something, 
they're making something and they're selling it and people are interested in it and you're not making something that people are interested in. Yeah. Then this envy sometimes consumes certain people and the only way they can deal with it is by finding a way to humiliate those who are yeah, successful. I don't understand. I've that. never understood that because it's like, you know, if you've got nothing decent to say, shut up and walk away. Right. It's really very simple. Yeah. You know, anybody that would go, like you talk about the old lady going up to your daughter, 12 year old girl, going up to a 12 year old girl and saying, I could do that. Yeah, but you didn't. And right. you're probably and, and, not gonna. And that's what I'm getting at. It's like, why do you even need to open your mouth? I don't know. I, I have never figured that out. But uh, but I, uh, I, I'm i really interested. I'm going to be observing a lot now because now I'm part. I'm just I'm just kind of like the manager I'm, or the assistant to the assistant manager. Yeah, you're uh, the Reuben Kincaid of the crochet world. Yeah, that's right. I'm just sitting there playing Candy Crush on my phone while I uh, make sure that nobody steals any money out of the cash box. Yeah, stay out of the cash box. Stay out of the cash box. But your you, your your daughter's doing something that most twelve year old kids never do, yeah. and that is you know to become in, in, industrious and uh, and and business savvy. Yeah. At a very young age. I mean, it's going to require you know, a good deal of work to continue the inventory, but still, if she's interested in doing it, why would anybody try to squash the dreams of a 12-year-old child? Because people are out there that are like that. Like, you know, I, and, and you have to like you have to tell them that. You yeah. have to tell your kids like, "Listen, you're going to run into a bunch of jerks throughout the rest of your life, but don't let that stop you from being successful." You know, don't let that it actually motivate you to do even better. Right. Because I can show you how I did something and you did not. Yeah. yeah. You have done a filled a lifetime yeah. of jack squat. But uh, I'm surprised there hasn't. Has there been a reality show yet about the craft fair world? Because I bet you that would be a good a good one. That would be like a great Christopher Guest film. Yes. Because, I mean, there are similarities between that and say like a you dog, know, dog show. show. Yeah. You get the same people. Showing the same dogs over, over and over, and over again, again. Yeah. at the same events every year, and it's always about the jealousy of uh, of showing your dog but, and making sure your dog looks better than every other dog that's beat you in the past. But but that's what what I'm getting at too is my perception has changed of what these things are because <laughs> now I, I I'm getting a peek inside of how they operate, and I'm really interested to observe even more. Uh, to write great comedy. All right, so let me ask you this, because this I've always found to be a very interesting uh, aspect of the craft fair world. Have you been to a craft fair where someone's got a table and no one's stopping by their table? Like it's an empty table of of nothing but worthless junk that nobody in their right minds would ever want. Yeah. I don't know what to do in a conversation with that person. It's like if I'm walking by their table, and there's nobody okay. looking at their stuff. So I've a yeah. I, it's the same thing with like 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 an ant. Like if you're like in, I've seen this in Brimfield a bunch of times where yeah. nobody is looking at the stuff you're trying to pedal. Right. I just there's a part of me that feels so bad for you because you must know you've got garbage. I or, don't know if you know. I don't know if you know you do. But the other thing is like, I really think people shouldn't be afraid to put out something that they've made. Yeah. Because there's always somebody out there that will appreciate what you have done. And and I've observed people what you're talking about.
because now I've I've been to a couple of these uh, rodeos. Already. Yeah, you're, you're an old veteran now. And I, and I watch people, you know, go up to other tables, and you see like, and they go, "Oh, very nice work. This is very nice," and they just walk away because <laughs> that's the polite thing to do. Yeah, you just say, "Hey," and you know what? You might appreciate that, but you also might say, "Well, this might this item might be a little too expensive. Maybe that's why you're not buying it." Or you're going to hear. Yeah, no, I don't want that. And then you walk away. Yeah. You probably hear that 10, 10, 15 times a day. Who wants this stupid paper bird in my house? You know, you're so- oh, look, you made, you made a, 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 a turkey after tracing your hand on a paper plate. Uh, I don't want that. But uh, if, if you're not busy on Sunday, head on over to the Drunken Rabbit in South Hatley where there's a craft fair going on in the afternoon and uh, all the information is on their website. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's uh, 626 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be, uh, well, Dan Bryan can give you the forecast because he's all done with it and he's out of the bathroom now. Hey, uh, for a very uh, limited time, and I mean super duper limited time, there are still some Springfield Thunderbird Mayflower Marathon jerseys here at the uh, the radio station. Mm-hmm. You can stop by the Rock 102 Studios, 45 Fisher Avenue, Mondays through Friday, uh, 9 to 5. The jerseys are 20 bucks, cash only. When I say they're limited, we are down to very, very few and very uh, few sizes. All proceeds will be donated to the Open Pantry. We have uh, sizes available, extra large and double extra large. Be aware that these are oversized because they're hockey jerseys after all. So if you're looking for one or you've been waiting for one, you still have uh, a chance. And you can stop by the Rock 102 Studios to get them. All right. Are you uh, ready to laugh? Uh, Yeah. All right. Let's laugh. It's Bax and Nagel's Joke of the Day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. All right, so uh, Bubba died in a fire. Bubba. Yeah, and his body was pretty uh, badly burned. The uh, morgue needed someone to identify the body, so they sent out two of his best friends, or sent for two of his best friends, Cooter and Gomer. Cooter, Gomer... And Bubba. And Bubba. Badly burned Bubba. Yes. The uh, three men had always done everything together, so it would be right to only have the two friends there. Right. Cooter arrived first, and when the mortician pulled back the sheet, Cooter said, uh, yep, his face is burned up pretty bad. You better roll him over. And then the mortician rolled him over, and he goes, nope, that ain't Bubba. Right. <laughs> so the mortician thought that was a little strange, so he brought in Gomer to confirm the identity of the body. Gomer looked at the body and said, yep, he's pretty well burned up. Roll him over. <laughs> And the mortician rolled him over, and uh, Gomer said, nope, it ain't Bubba. And the mortician asked, well, how can you tell? And uh, Gomer said, well, Bubba had two buttholes, right? <laughs> and the mortician goes, what, he had two buttholes? Yeah, and he goes, yep, we never seen him, but everybody used to say, there's Bubba with them two buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> Finally a good joke. Uh, That's a classic. You thought that was good? Yeah, that was good. Wait yeah. do you see Mondays. All right. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your Western... 631 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Big Y. Happy holidays to all and to all a good meal. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thank you, Bax. You're welcome, Steve. Why can't I pull this up? Why is this always... Uh, why are we always doing this every time the news comes on? Why does it happen just as the news comes on? Well, why, you know, did, why did this I happen have, like five minutes ago? I don't know. I have everything up, and then all of a sudden it just starts going. Oh, here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hey, the FBI was in Springfield Thursday meeting with the city's election commissioner. This uh, meeting comes just weeks 
after claims of voter fraud surfaced. Although the city won't confirm what Thursday's meeting with the FBI was about, the election commissioner was the primary whistleblower for claims of voter fraud within the Hearst campaign. Obviously, we are pleased that someone is investigating the issues of voter fraud, if that's what they were there for, because that is something that we think is so serious and so important that we want this investigated, said city solicitor John Payne. We're going to bring the pain. The pain train drives right through Springfield. And Dom Dom's like, we are going to send the pain after you. Now, here's the interesting thing, because, you know, I, uh, you know, I heard uh, stories from sources. <laughs> I can't say whether they're good sources or bad sources, but that the FBI has been kind of uh, here since the beginning of this whole thing. This isn't yeah. uh, necessarily a, a new development. This has been going on for a bit. Yeah. Springfield Election Commissioner Gladys Ayoyola. Gladys Lopez met with the FBI on Thursday. The commissioner was uh, one of the five election workers that provided sworn affidavits that detailed the suspicious voting activity. This all started on Saturday, October 28th, with election workers reported suspicious activity to uh, Secretary of State William Galvin, an activity that was also caught on camera outside of City Hall. Security cameras captured carloads of people being driven to City Hall to vote and a campaign volunteer to City Councilor Justin Hurst allegedly paying some of these people. Election workers said in the affidavits that some of these voters appeared intoxicated and listed their address as a homeless shelter. They were also asking where they could get their $10 payment. And their fish fish sandwich. Fish dinner or sandwich? I don't know. I've heard it both ways. Uh, Payne Payne said since the investigation is ongoing, he cannot provide specific about Thursday's meeting, but is pleased to see law enforcement interested in getting to the bottom of these allegations. City Councilor Justin Hurst was not available for comment, but called these allegations a coordinated smear campaign when they surfaced about a week before the election, uh, you know, blaming it on the uh, on the Sarno campaign. 22 News reached out to the FBI to get additional information about Thursday's meeting, and they declined to comment. Why don't you just come down and tell us what you saw, huh? <laughs> on a, what you- we saw these guys in suits and sunglasses and earpieces. It was crazy. Yeah, that's uh, it's good to know that what of what they saw, you know, guys in sunglasses. Do they? That that's not how they F, all the FBI guys walk around. You you you're not even you're not even supposed to know who an FBI guy is. No, right? Secret Service guys, you can tell. Secret Service that those are like the bodyguard type, yeah. type dudes. Where the you know very well uh, pressed yeah. uh, tailored suits and the sunglasses. Those are Secret Service guys. FBI guys just look like yeah yeah you know, everyday Joes. They have dress down day at the office. They can wear jeans on Friday. Except when they have to do say things like uh, investigate election fraud. Then yeah. they may want to spruce it up a little bit. You're gonna like the way look oh it's like the men's warehouse yeah of of investigations they're like the the men's warehouse on a local level the hamden da's office will not confirm or deny if they are conducting any investigations on the matter i don't know maybe we are maybe we're not investigation maybe you know um the thing to keep in mind is you know when it comes to fraud election fraud the government takes that really seriously and so if you were ever, and I'm not, I'm not saying that uh, anyone is guilty here, I'm not saying that at all, but I'm just saying that if you were an elected official and you were accused, or, or, or you were trying to become an elected official and you were accused of voter fraud, the penalty for that is pretty damn stiff because they want to make sure that people you know, are not defrauding the system, they're not finding ways of, uh, of uh, securing an unfair advantage in an illegal fashion. So... You know, to me, when you heard, uh, you know, Justin Hurst call this a smear campaign 
you know, provided by the Sarno administration, whether you believe that or not, all he had to do was say, I, this person who is, uh, you know, giving the $10 bills, uh, works for my campaign. This is an unsanctioned, uh, act. Uh, you know, he worked, he did this on his own and we, uh, distance ourselves from this individual. Had he done that and left it at that, that would have diffused a lot of the problems, but he didn't. Instead, he decided to say it's a smear campaign from from the Sarno administration. I just I don't understand that's that tactic. Gonna, that's not going to diffuse the problem. The, the FBI is still going to investigate it no matter what. Right, but from a public relations standpoint, you want to be able to distance yourself from the action that is in question, rather than divert attention to the guy you're running against. Yeah. It just it's just from a, from a PR standpoint that makes a whole lot more sense. If I, if I were like a uh, like a crisis manager and they called me, that's what I would have told them to do. Listen, don't don't point fingers at other people. Take responsibility for someone working in your campaign, but distance yourself from the action that they're accused of. And then you gave them a six point plan and wish them the best of luck. That's exactly right. <laughs> yes. I would take that from some of the greatest minds in marketing in the Springfield gonna, area. I was going to say, you are not only a, a diffuser of, uh, of, of conflict in politics, but you are also a marketing genius. That's what I've heard. Yeah. That's what I've heard. A uh, young man has died after crashing a dirt bike on Plumtree Road in Springfield Wednesday night. According to Ryan Walsh, at around 8.15 p.m., officers were called to the area of the 300 block of Plumtree Road for a crash involving the dirt bike. Walsh said that the juvenile rider fell off the bike after hitting a curb and a DPW sign. He was taken to Bay State Medical Center where he died due to his injuries. An investigation is being conducted by the uh, police traffic uh, unit. Residents are voicing their concerns uh, to 22 News on the many, many illegal dirt bikes seen around, uh, seen year-round on city streets. There's a lot of dirt bikes on the roads, and they just don't obey the stoplights or stop signs, and they go pretty fast. Well, they should stop it because, uh, like I was saying earlier, they go on one wheel and they stand, and they don't really have much control that way, and they were riding around that night with no lights on. I saw this um, the night we went down uh, to the celebrity bartending thing at White yeah. Lion. Right on Main Street, like they just don't care. The, these group, the groups of bikers, who are, I are these things registered? Like they're not registered. I don't, I don't. Well, I mean, I, I don't know for sure, but my understanding is that uh, no, they're not always registered. You know, they're, they're not all, even. They're not even always, you know, road, you know, vehicles. I mean, they're not supposed to be on the roads like that. Yeah. And listen, I'm not. Uh, victim blaming here i don't think anybody deserves to die uh by doing so especially a kid who is uh you know probably out having some kind of fun uh and and unfortunately this happened but these adults that are out there doing this it's like smarten up man like are you do you just not care that you're gonna no yeah i mean listen we've 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 talked to the mayor. We've talked to Cheryl Claprood. We've talked to lots of people about about this situation with the dirt bikes, and it's a problem. And you know, lots of people complain about it, but there's very little that law enforcement can do. And when you have a tragedy like this, and it is, I'm sorry, it's a tragedy that any anyone has to die as a result of of something like this. It puts the spotlight on the problem again. 
and, and and unfortunately, you know, maybe this is what it takes for people to realize, hey, you know, maybe this isn't such a great idea to be driving riding these bur- these you know dirt bikes on the road and doing it on, in an unsafe fashion. Maybe th- this is the thing that uh, we need to to learn from his experience. Agawam police are asking for the public's help in identifying two men allegedly involved in a credit card fraud incident. According to police, the two men pictured on their Facebook page may have been involved in an identity and credit card fraud at a local business. Police also shared photos of the two vehicles they left in. If you have any information on their identity, you're asked to call uh, Detective Howe. How? And how? And why? That's what I'd like to know. Yeah. Uh, I bet you they got a whole lineup over there. All right, I'm going to need detectives who, what, when, where, why, and they, how, how? No, that's who. Who? What? Who's on first? Where? Where? There. There. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm sure these cops really don't like us talking about their No, I'm sure they don't. Well, I, I, how can you not, you know? Well, listen, you know, sometimes you, not laugh? you have to laugh, you Steve, to especially laugh. when people have goofy names. Of course they do. And we've had our share. We've never had anybody with their fair share of <laughs> weird names. No, we do. in fact, we're just getting started. Uh, let's see. A Catholic priest charged with stealing more than $100,000 from a Granby church has been sentenced to probation. The Northwestern... D- Who's he going to go confess that to now? <laughs> The Northwestern DA's office uh, told 22 News uh, Tomas Gorney has been sentenced to uh, uh, two years of probation and will have to pay $12,000 in restitution to the Diocese of Springfield. Ooh, they're going to be passing the basket forever on that one. I know. Uh, can you help me out? The second collection is for my, my, <laughs> for my defense fund. Yeah. <laughs> Gorney has also agreed to voluntary, uh, what is that? Lakeization. What is that? L-A-I-C- Z-A-T-I-O-N. I I don't even know. Do you know what that is? I don't. You want to look it up? Let's see. Let's see what it is. Loss of clerical state. Oh, so he's no longer a a cleric. Oh, uh, okay. I know. Yeah. What is it? He's now like a... Laciation? Yeah, something like that. Uh, Meaning he... He's now uh, become now a a, a layman. He must leave the priesthood. Gorney was a priest at the Immaculate Heart of Mary Church in Granby. He was accused of using parish funds over three years to purchase items, including power tools, a riding mower, food, wine, car accessories, video games, and clothing for his personal use. This is the guy I wanted to hang out with. You know, he could have saved so much money if he had bought some of those power tools at Rocky's Ace Hardware. Yeah, right, Good right. people, rock-solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. The uh, the expenses were charged to credit cards that the diocese had to pay. Uh, Granby detectives conducted an investigation after being notified by the Diocese of Springfield of an audit into the suspicious use of church funds. In April, Granby police seized hundreds of items from a storage unit in East Hampton. So he was purchasing purchasing these things on the diocesan credit card and putting them in a storage facility? Yeah. And they're giving this guy probation? Well, the, I mean, I realize he'll be judged in the afterlife. I mean, I get yeah. that. It's well, that's so much more, uh, so much harsher than say, like having to go to jail. But probation for a hundred thousand dollars in theft. I just, I the the way the Catholic Church does things, like the way they discipline people. You have all these priests that are accused of inappropriate behavior with young people, with children. And yeah. yet, 
they only get defrocked when somebody makes a big stink about it. For the most part, they take them and say, you know what, we're moving you out to Ohio, and, and congratulations, you got a new diocese to look after. Yeah, but when you're stealing their yeah, money and they, damaging their credit rating, yeah. well, then that's when they throw the book at you. Well, it's think about it. It's just like it's just like the you know the rest of the world when rich people typically don't go to jail for stealing money unless they're stealing from other rich people. That's usually how that works. That's why that's why they caught Bernie Madoff. Yeah. He was going after the poor people. He never would have gotten caught. That's right. They would have been like, "Oh, good for you, Bernie. Uh, too bad we didn't think of that." You know, and now he's scamming rich people, and they're like, "Oh, yeah. you're going to hell, yeah, you this is, Bernie Madoff." This is an outrage. Yeah, I just, it's just, I don't know. It's it's contradictory, I guess you would say, uh, in the way you discipline people. Well, that's my TED Talk for this morning. It's so, a good one, Steve. Uh, yeah, thank you. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, sunny to start, then rain by this afternoon and a high of 48. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 52. And Sunday, rain with a high of 46. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. 651 <laughs> and Elton John with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. And yet another conversation we can't talk about on the air. Oh, hell no. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast is going to be uh, cloudy, well, sunny to start, then cloudy, then rain showers, high of 49. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 51. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. We'll be talking to Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports in just a few minutes and also, also uh, open line Friday. Rolling Stones tickets are on the way today uh, also. Just want to quickly mention uh, Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest has been uh, Matthew Mark Antonio from the band D-Mob Happy. they got a brand-new album out there, third in about 15 years, called Divine Machines. It's actually a really, really good record. Uh, and next week I'll be talking to uh, a guy I've spoken to before, Rory Sullivan Burke. is a, a young guy who wrote a book uh, a couple of years ago called uh, The Light Pours Out of Me, the authorized biography of the late uh, John McGeeock, who was the guitar player for Susie and the Banshees and Public Image Limited and a bunch of other really great bands. A wicked good uh, guitar player who sadly died uh, you know, way too young. But Rory's book, his, it, which is his very first one, is going to be made into a, a documentary. And there's a big Kickstarter campaign. And so uh, we'll be talking to him. You'll hear that on Monday on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and on rock102.com. Hey, uh, speaking of music, you know, we're going to be talking next week. I uh, just talked with uh, Mr. H over at West Springfield High School. He's the band director there. Yeah. And uh, they've submitted a video, and they're in this competition of playing the music of Metallica by marching band style. And there's a video that uh, we're going to post up on our, uh, our Facebook page. Very cool. And, and and they're competing with, like, a lot of these places across the country. So yeah. it might not be, like, like a, you know, because you're competing with so many other schools around the country. Right. But it's pretty cool that they're that they're in this uh, this competition. That's and, wicked uh, cool. And we'll uh, we'll talk to him and, and one of the students. They made this custom drum set. You, you'll, you'll like this. You're going to love this whole thing. And uh, they made this custom drum set for this performance that they did over the summer. And we have the uh, YouTube video, and I'll, I'll post it up later. Let me tell you something. Uh, some of these marching band drummers oh, yeah, dude. are yeah. unbelievable. You know, and I was, uh, I was talking, you know, with, with him yesterday with Mr. H. Mr. H. Yeah, he's uh, he doesn't like to know anybody anything personal about him. He's just yeah. Mister H, the band guy. How yeah. mysterious! Very mysterious. No, but he's a very nice, very very nice guy. And we were talking yesterday about how, 
you know, band kids used to be seen as like the geekiest kids in the school. And now with I, I think because there's more freedom to do more with it, it's not you're not just playing John Philip Sousa tunes all afternoon long. No, you're playing a lot of contemporary music and, and it's Con- unbelievable. Contemporary and complicated music, too. It's not you know, it's not just you're not playing 12 bar blues. You're playing like pretty, uh, pretty. Uh, I don't know. Difficult notes. I yeah. don't know anything about music, but I'm just saying. You know, well, I'm playing music. So in my uh, in my downtime, Steve, when I'm not doing nothing, yeah. I find that uh, you know watching like drum solo videos on yeah. YouTube is very very relaxing. Yeah. I like people. Uh, I like watching people hit things with sticks. Yeah. Uh, occasionally, I'll run across uh, like a video of a guy who's just doing like a like a marching like a like a snare drum solo, you know, marching band style. Yeah. And some of the things that these guys are doing is is it's it's so athletic and so you know complicated and and uh, you know, aerobic. You just, you just can't help but uh, you be in awe of it. And I've seen some guys are just they're they're so fast and so precise and and it's 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 awesome. So yeah. I totally respect that kind of stuff. Yeah. So uh, we'll be talking uh, with him and uh, one of the students uh, next Wednesday. Very cool. Uh, and they're coming in and talk about that. Now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, remember the other day when I was talking about how many of us, including myself, may have been a bit hasty in elevating primetime Deion Sanders to the same level as some of the greatest head coaches in college football history? I mean, one minute he's cutting an entire roster of kids from a team that went 1-11 last season to becoming the next Bear Bryant or Newt Rockney. Well, as it turns out, when the Colorado Buffaloes ended their season last Saturday with a 4-8 and record, losing their last eight of six games and coughing up only one win in the Big 12 Conference, it became clear that Deion Sanders has not yet earned the right to be in the same conversation with those other coaching legends, at least not yet. Although, yesterday, for example, the Sports Illustrated uh, magazine named uh, Deion Sanders as their 2023 Sportsman of the Year after coaching the Colorado Buffaloes to their seventh straight losing season. Now, I haven't had a paid subscription to Sports Illustrated since the 2020 Swimsuit Edition, so I can't tell you whether they've lost their minds over there or whether they know something that the rest of us don't. All I can tell you is the reason they've cited Sanders as the Sportsman of the Year involves some things that don't involve football, such as first-year applications being up more than 24%, minority applications up more than 80% at Colorado, out-of-state applications up by nearly 30%, even international applications are higher than ever before. The team has increased attendance by more than 33%, resulting in an economic impact in the city of Boulder that's been estimated at more than $77 million. It's almost too bad that it happened with all of that crummy football getting in the way. Of course, there are plenty of people who believe that Sports Illustrated made a colossal mistake in naming Prime uh, Coach Prime as the Sportsman of the Year, many of whom suggesting that the voting must have taken place back in September when the season started. So, should Deion Sanders be that guy today? I would say no, but then again, I that's why I refuse to pay the $8.99 cover price for a magazine I'm never going to read again. Even if they bring back that Sports Illustrated chin-activated football phone, I'm never going to be subscribing to your crappy magazine. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, some people wait until after the first big storm to find out they need a bag of ice melt or a new snow shovel. Some people go to Rocky's when the storm hits, and they're ready. That's what kind of per- so what kind of person are you going to be? 
the one that waits, or the one that's prepared. Your Winter Storm headquarters before and after the storm is at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 7.09 in Great White with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, sunny to start, then rain this afternoon with a high of 49. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 51. It's 36 right now in downtown Springfield. So, uh, there's new reliability survey uh, data mm-hmm. out from Consumer Reports and on the phones to talk about it. It's uh, Mike Quincy. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Hey, guys. How's it going today? Good. How are Good. you? I'm doing great. I'm uh, super busy out uh, pounding the pavement for this reliability data that Consumer Reports have. And as always, I so appreciate you having me on. You know, uh, before we get into any of that, I just wanted to thank you because uh, a, a while back I was asking you about uh, about small trucks because uh, you know my wife and I were looking to uh, to to trade in my vehicle and, and we're looking at, at at small trucks. And you made a recommendation and we went with it. And I got to tell you. I freaking love that truck. I love awesome. it. Awesome. I love it. Awesome. I love I'm so it. glad. Man, you, 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 I, because I, I emailed, I emailed you and, and said, uh, you know, what do you think? Here's, here are the options. And uh, you said a Honda Ridgeline. And I'm like, okay, let's uh, give all three a go. Mm-hmm. And you were right on the screws about, about that truck. I, I, I can't say enough good things about it. Well, you know, I mean, even even a broken clock is is right twice a day, so that, that's good for me. Well, and, and, and also uh, to to compound on that question, he bought a he bought a a, a small pickup truck. Yeah, uh, I guess medium size, you could say. It wasn't It's not like a tiny. It's not a tiny truck. one. It's it's a right. But so, I, but I didn't but, need anything larger so, than that. So, Mike, what size pickup truck uh, for somebody uh, with a guy with small junk? Like, what, what's the best one? Yeah, what's what's the yeah. penis ratio yeah. as far as uh, yeah, right. consumer reports right. is concerned? <laughs> well, you know, Tesla just uh, unveiled their cyber truck. So, Ooh. you know, Steve, that's probably the answer to that question. Okay, <laughs> I'm liking that. So I, I'm, I'm reading through some of the information that uh, the Consumer Reports uh, use to compile these scores for reliability. And one of the things I thought was really interesting is, uh, is that now uh, – Starting with this, with with the twenty twenty four models, uh, impact safety is uh, affecting the score. There are certain uh, you know features on cars that are getting that, that will give a car you know more points uh, in the in the final results. Tell us a little bit about that and and how you worked on the on, on applying those that information. So when when Consumer Reports recommends uh, certain safety equipment. It's, it's always based on data. In other words, we're not just saying, oh, just every, every safety feature that the automakers say is great is great. Now, we, we look at the data from uh, the, the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety that studies crash tests like nobody's business, and they come back with, with these recommendations that the vehicles say with forward collision warning and automatic emergency braking, uh, for highway uh, speeds as well as p- pedestrian detection and cyclist detection, these are models that are showing uh, uh, lower rates of accidents and deaths and injuries and whatnot. And so we have mandated, we've told the manufacturers, you know, your, your, your vehicles won't get recommended by Consumer Reports unless you have equipment like this standard on, on, on all of your products and including the lowest trim lines. Often the, the manufacturers will put their best equipment only on the top trims or you have to get you know, leather and leather seats and sunroof and all this other stuff to get the safety features 
and we don't we 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 call BS on that and and make them you know strongly encourage them to put it on everything. But but as we're looking at more of the data, we're finding that driver distraction is a big deal because uh, people are 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 falling into this idea of of full self driving and autopilot, which which is again kind of nonsense. But the the thing is about the the driver assistant features is not quite lulling people to sleep. But it's making them not pay attention that that well. So so we want vehicles equipped with direct driver monitoring, and that means that if you're doing uh, uh, your your cruise adaptive cruise control or your lane keeping assistance, uh, you have to be still have to be paying attention. Your eyes need to be forward on the road. Your hands to be need to be on the wheel, and the driver monitoring systems will tell whether or not you are doing that. So it's it's all like one step at a time getting toward safer vehicles. Well, I was going to say that. I mean, many years ago when rear-facing cameras were installed in, in some cars, it made a lot of sense. And I remember having one, one of the earlier models uh, had it. And I thought, why is this not in every car? This this makes all the sense in the world, not just from you know a, a safety standpoint, but also practicality uh, standpoint in parking your car. You, you know, how far are you away from the car behind you? And then it wanted becoming almost a standard feature, and I have to believe that a lot of a lot of these other things that you're talking about, you know, in the next three to five years, will all be standard features. And that is definitely the way automotive history has has played itself out. I mean, when I started in automotive journalism in in 1990, believe it or not, um, anti-lock brakes were a new and exotic piece of hardware, and they were found like on top end Mercedes Benz models. And, and now every car has anti-lock brakes. And then we kind of morphed into where the marketplace was demanding uh, to more SUVs and pickup trucks. And these are vehicles that are large, that have a high center of gravity. They're more prone to roll over when there's an accident. And so we pushed for standard stability control, which is now standard across the, the, the non-commercial-sized market for new cars. And in fact, you mentioned backup cameras. These are now standard on all on all yeah. models now. I mean, you know, we we we, we kind of drag the automakers, you know, kicking and screaming into the safety, you know, realm. And and oftentimes they say, well, we can't do that, and then they do it, and and everything's awesome. You know, I uh, had read a story last year about I think it was BMW who was leading this charge of of starting to charge for subscriptions for certain features within the vehicles is that has that become a thing now for some automakers like BMW got a lot of pushback on that one yeah. specific example was they wanted you to they wanted to charge you for heated seats that's exactly so yeah, in other yeah, words yeah. This, the, the the seats in in, the, in your BMW have the heating elements in in the cushion and the and the and the backrest there's the software that you need to interact with them and all that stuff but they're going to charge you if you want to turn it on so which is which is such nonsense i think that there was enough consumer pushback that they they they're rethinking that which is good um, but now we're hearing that that uh, general motors is thinking about not using uh, android or, or apple carplay in their new models which a lot of people use for navigation and and to play their 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 their, 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 their song playlists and stuff like that and again, I, th- I think you want to you want to make a change in the marketplace. Consumers have to get together and push back against manufacturers. And say, "Come on, now, this is just ridiculous." 
Well, it's not like sharing a Netflix account where I can't piggyback off my cousin's <laughs> heated seats. You know, if I, he's I, paying well, the subscription. I've read that, that Netflix is actually track is, is like cracking down on that stuff. They can tell where you're logging in. Well, yeah, and I'm sure an automaker. I was just making a joke though. Like you know, you're sharing somebody else's heated seat account. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bax, I can't afford it. Can you? Uh, can I just uh, pay you half the difference? Hey, for the Steve, my seat yeah. is freezing. Could you pay your bill? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So I'm looking. The list of how the brand stacked up, and I and I think that the thing that uh, is is kind of remarkable to me is how badly American-made auto uh, cars are, are are faring here. I mean, the highest American-made car uh, is is Buick at number twelve. Uh, everything above that is you know Lexus to to Hyundai, but you know from from Buick on down, you know all the major U.S. automakers are not faring that great with reliability are they i mean what do you think is accounting for that is it is it a, a matter of labor is it a matter of uh of, of equipment shortage i mean what what is uh what's causing this I, I think one of the one of the issues that the domestics are having is they're always kind of chasing the latest shiny object and going for something trendy and new and and every time you bring in new technology new powertrains and, and whatnot, you, you introduce uh, problems. So in, in Consumer Reports Reliability Surveys, the models that are the most reliable, the brands that are most reliable, are not constantly bringing in new tech and, and jumping into EVs without really having any kind of legacy or experience behind them. And, and so, you know, the, the U.S. market is, is still struggling. And, and I've been saying this for, for freaking 30 years now, but they don't seem to be able to unlock the keys to good reliability like the, 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 the manufacturers from, from Asia. And, and you know, there, there are some bright spots. I mean, Ford's uh, all-electric Mustang Mach-E had some initial problems after it was launched, and Ford has worked out a bunch of those issues, and now it, it, its reliability improved, and we recommend it. Um, so, but, but, it's, but it's, it's, always a, it's always a mixed bag. I mean, I, I, you know, sometimes you you kind of root for the home team. You want you want your home country to to do well in reliability, and and they just year in and year out, they just simply don't seem to to be able to do it. So on the top of the list, and I think this is really interesting. So you got Lexus at number one, followed by Toyota at number two. It's the same company, and uh, they they lead the list. The following that is the Mini, the Mini Cooper. Uh, at the, the, the with a score of seventy one, I mean, technically that I mean that's number three, but honestly, it's number two. I did not realize that those cars were as reliable as what this is saying. I, I had no idea. They didn't used to be. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, BMW uh, owns Mini Cooper. BMW actually came in number nine. Uh, I I, I got to think that looking at the data, uh, BMW kind of went back to the drawing board on a, on a number of their their critical uh, components that were failing over the years. And you know, Mini Cooper had a well deserved reputation for pretty bad reliability. But I think they've dropped some problematic engines and transmissions. Uh, I think they tightened up build quality. And, and the, you know, the, the proof is in the data. I mean, for all the people that I talk to in the automotive industry, you know, whether it's, it's people that work in the industry or, or fellow enthusiasts or whatever, 
they're they're most surprised by the rise of Mini Cooper, and and they kind of look at Consumer Reports with cross eyes, like, wait a minute, how did you come up with that? We didn't come up with it. That's the thing with with Consumer Reports reliability surveys. We 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 survey the the members of Consumer Reports, and they tell us about the problems that they've had with their car over the last twelve months, and we look at the at the last three years of of past reliability to make predictions for the 2024 model year. We have, we have data on more than 330,000 vehicles. So, you know, the, the data is what the data is, or the data are what the data are. I'm not, I never get that one right. <laughs> well, um, but, it's but a, it's a hell of a turnaround one way or another. I mean, to be like yeah. in the bottom of the list to suddenly being, you know, in the top five, really the top, you know, the top three, that's pretty remarkable. Right, and they're fun cars to drive. I mean, they're small cars; they're a little noisy, but but they're always a ball of, of fire to drive. And you know, I'm, I'm I'm glad to see their reliability improve. You know, I just uh, really quickly wanted to talk about uh, EVs and these batteries. Uh, uh, that I, I guess they're they're having some issues with these things, right? The charging issues. Yeah, that's that's putting it mildly. So EVs yeah. and Consumer Reports reliability surveys have seventy nine percent more problems than internal combustion vehicles. And yes, you're right. The Consumer Reports members told us issues of charging and battery issues and, and electric motor issues. And just to be clear, when we talk about charging issues, it isn't like going to Electrify America or the Tesla superchargers or your at home level two charger. It, it's it's your you're plugging your car and your batteries and taking the charge, the batteries and holding the charge or whatnot. And this goes back to my comment before about new tech is often problematic. I mean, Tesla has been at the EV game longer than any other manufacturer. And and lo and behold, two of their models, the Model 3 and the Model Y, have average reliability, which which isn't bad. Um, but but the new startup Rivian, which which sells electric uh, pickup trucks and SUVs, they're among the bottom-ranked for for a brand reliability, they just haven't been at the game as long as Tesla, and they haven't learned through you know making you know ma- making mistakes and working out the bugs. God, so, yeah, I that's, mean, that's, that, that's got to be awful. You just spent a hundred thousand dollars on a brand new Rivian, and it winds up sucking. <laughs> oh yeah, well that's well, the, the the key takeaway here is don't be an early adopter. You know, don't be the first person on your block to get a brand new car made by a brand new manufacturer with brand new tech. That, it's, it's almost always a, rep, uh, a recipe for destruction. When, when, you, when you talk about the electric vehicles, I know we're running a little short on time here, one of the things that is pointed out is that hybrid models actually scored a whole lot better than the plug-in models. So if you're looking, yeah. if you're kind of stuck between deciding one or the other, Consumer Reports is recommending the hybrid over plugging it into, into, a, into a wall. I think hybrids are definitely the way to go. They're one step. You might you might be nervous about getting to electric vehicles, so you go electrification by having a hybrid. And you know we're talking about the Toyota Camry hybrid, the Rav4 hybrid, uh, the new Prius just came out and it's really cool. Toyota has you know 25 years of experience with hybrid technology, and again it goes back to the experience that you that you gain when you're when you're putting out a, a new tech and you refine it and you make it better over over time. Honda also is really good with hybrids. Uh, they're fuel efficient, they're reliable, and they're easy, easy to recommend. Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports. Check out uh, the car blog, consumerreports.org. Mike, it's always great to talk to you. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thank you, you bet. Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports. It's 724 on Rock 102. Special. It's 726 at Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Dan Brown will give you the forecast because he's really good at it. Yesterday we had uh, lunch at MGM, yeah, and he was there. Yes, and he was. He was uh, yeah, he was about to forecast the weather. Yeah, so we couldn't, uh, you know, hang with Dan Brown. Couldn't really. Uh, 
couldn't interrupt the weather forecast and say, hey, Dan, would you mind uh, putting that aside and talking to us for a little bit? I really wanted to, like, stand behind the cameraman and just, like, start doing those things I was talking about the other day, like putting the uh, the middle finger up to the forehead. Oh, doing yeah. The, th- the, the tongue inside the yeah, cheek yeah, move yeah, with moving, the shake your, weight. Pushing your glasses up yeah. with the middle finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, we wouldn't have time. We had, we had an important meeting to get to. Yeah, I was actually uh, thinking about it. Wouldn't it be kind of cool to, like, uh, you know, relive that grilled cheese speech but only do it in real time? Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be really cool. But, yeah. uh, you know, I don't want to interrupt him. He's a professional and, uh, you know, decent I, fella. You know what I mean? I have to uh, fix that podcast still because cut, it cut off the uh, the grilled cheese speech. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it's, you know, it's, uh, there's. Well, I could isolate it by itself and put it up as its own, like it's some sort of trophy that we have here. Well, I think it uh, does stand on its own, don't you think, uh, in a manner of speaking? Yes, it does. Yeah. Yes, I think it does. And I think it's very worthy of having its own isolated uh, thing. I uh, I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, maybe we could submit that to the National Radio Broadcasting Hall of Fame for their consideration and uh, maybe putting you into that Hall of Fame. Steve, I don't know if that's such a good idea. I mean, I'd like to give uh, some of those uh, other people a shot at winning the award. Yeah, you imagine that uh, like you'd be up there. It's like Walter Cronkite, and, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, Amidst all of these great samples of yeah. of radio journalism, uh, we would like to award this to the grilled cheese speech. Yeah. Yes, yes, this is the most uh, horrific and disgusting piece of radio <laughs> we've heard since the Hindenburg crash. Why has yeah. this individual, this uh, Baxendale fella, not been eliminated from the airwaves? Matter of fact, that guy from the Hindenburg, what's his name? Do you remember his name? I don't remember. But he, but, uh, yeah. he, he is in response to the grilled cheese speech from the grave. Oh, oh. my God, the humanity! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, listen, I, uh, I paint beautiful pictures with words. You want to hear a really interesting, nerdy, geeky radio fact that I know about that Hindenburg thing? Sure. You know, the, with the voice, with the, hey, it talks like, oh, my God. The, the audio was sped up. The guy doesn't really sound like or didn't sound like that. Right. It was just the way that because of recording back in those days and the way that it was then rebroadcast – it it takes away from from what the man actually sounded like. He didn't sound like you right. Know. So uh, so in the moment he was probably a little bit more laid back. Yeah, focused on the humanity. Yeah, people whose voices sound different. I was in a Walmart the other day, right? And uh, this guy <laughs> behind the counter, I'm asking him some questions, and he's talking like this, uh, you know, the, you know, in a very deep tone. Yeah. And then as we're walking away, he gets on the PA system. He's like. Uh, help over in electronics, please. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, is he doing that on purpose, or is that just like because I would be effing with the uh, the system all day long too? Yeah, I, I was at I, a Walmart. I'd want my voice to sound like uh, yeah, like Lou Rawls yeah, or something but, like that. But, but but me and my kids all started laughing because it was like that's not what he just sounded like. <laughs> it's like all of a sudden he became a high talker when he got on the intercom. Help in electronics, please. <laughs> Uh, can you help me find my phone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, what, what What do you folks need? Hold on one second. Help over in electronics, <laughs> please. <laughs> we got news coming up next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Sunshine this morning giving way to afternoon clouds. Showers move in by late afternoon into the evening.
732 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A teenager died following a dirt bike crash in Springfield on Wednesday, according to Springfield Police Spokesman Ryan Walsh. Police went to the crash on the 300 block of Plumtree Road at around 8.15 p.m. The teenager was said to have fallen off the dirt bike after hitting a curb and a DPW sign. The teenager was brought to Bay State Medical Center where he later died. The incident remains under investigation by the Springfield Police Department uh, traffic uh, unit. Uh, Let's see. Uh, I wanted to do this story about Westfield. Westfield, there are a few commuters who travel I-90 and use Exit 41, formerly Exit 3 which was formerly no exit. Right. You know, uh, to get or to leave the city that would disagree with Mayor Michael McCabe's description of Exit 41's design. It just doesn't work well, he said in a recent interview when he asked about the interchange and the city's effort to address the chronic congestion experienced by drivers during the their morning and evening commutes. For at least a decade, the city has been bouncing ideas around how to best address the congestion and the negative effects it has on air quality from vehicle emissions and the potentially dangerous conditions westbound on I-90 as commuters often uh, queue up for a, up to a mile while waiting to enter exit 41. I've, uh, I've experienced this thing, and I know now to never travel to Westfield on the Mass Pike between 3.30 and, like, 6 p.m. Because yeah. you're going to be waiting in line at that uh, intersection there. In 2021, the city commissioned local engineering firm McMahon Associates to come up with a design to make the interchange work more efficiently. It came up with a three-phase project concept with uh, phase one allowing traffic to access uh, eastbound I-90 by the way of the existing industrial park road and bypassing the interchange completely. You know, with without the toll booths now, you can do pretty much whatever you want and design those exits the way you want. And I don't know why. I don't know why, A, we don't put another exit in between exit 41 and exit 1, <laughs> you know, whatever that is, 6 yeah. or whatever it is. And that would that would alleviate congestion, too. That I think that makes perfect sense, but um, it never... But I think, I mean, it really boils down to cost. I don't think anybody wants to spend the money to do it. But you're right. You know, Westfield's traffic issues have not gotten any better since you've removed the the toll booths. And it should. It should make yeah. this so much simpler. I don't know why you wouldn't put one in Blanford. I mean, I'm sure the people of Blanford don't want that, even though they have the... Uh, the rest stops on either side of the highway there. Right. But it would make sense to have an exit there because a lot of these traffic going into Westfield to get off of that interchange are people yeah. who live up in the hills that travel Route 20 through the city of Westfield to get to their destination. You could eliminate a lot of that by putting an exit somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, look at uh, look at what uh, Pike exits have done for cities like, oh, I don't know, Palmer. It's completely transformed that town. Well, I mean, uh, before uh, before that pike came along, nobody knew Palmer even existed. Now they do. Yeah. Now they can't wait to get to Palmer. We did mass pike put this town on the map. <laughs> now people can finally discover all of our delicious Chinese restaurants. And liquor stores. And liquor stores. And pizza places. And pizza places. And convenience stores. And convenience stores. And one good restaurant. 
There's more than one good restaurant in Palmer. Uh, name five. I can only really name one or <laughs> right, two. Right, right, right. But I'm sure, given some time, I could probably come up with another three. Phase two would remove the traffic lights from the intersection of routes to 10 and 202 and Friendly's Way and replace them with a roundabout. I've always said that. I don't know why they haven't done that, but then they wound up building a, a – they put a Starbucks there and a, and a hot table in that section that was – it wasn't even used. It was like a vacant lot. It's right when you come off the pike, you can see it right in front of you. Yeah. It's off to the right, which that should have been. I think they could do a roundabout with that piece. Yeah, that's kind of like a weird place to put uh, like a like a, like a a coffee shop. Because one, if you're getting off the pike, you got to kind of get over really quick in well, order to get there. Well, and if you're trying to get to the pike... You kind of have to, you know, it may take you a while to get there. The way it's designed, it's actually not that bad. It's kind of, it's like a jug handle kind of turn. It's it's always it's the same jug handle that's always been there in Westfield. You know the yeah. one that that there's no stop sign at the end. I do know that one. And then for like years they put in a stop sign, but people were blowing right through the stop sign because they were so used to not used having to a not stop having sign. it. And now that they've taken away the stop sign, people are now stopping even though they don't have to. <laughs> and that causes a lot of the congestion either. I think a roundabout would, would kind of uh, alleviate those issues yeah. as well. Phase three would create a roundabout at the intersection of Holyoke Road and North Elm Street to calm traffic uh, moving uh, toward and away from the interchange and eliminating the left turn onto Holyoke Road. That's another one. A lot of the trucks avoid that railroad bridge by going down Holyoke Road right. on east to East Mountain Road. But that that one section there, there would be a roundabout there. It's, it's kind of weird how they're describing it, but something needs to be done because it's, it's such a pain in the ass to drive through that area at peak times. I find, yeah, you know, and I lived in Westfield when I first moved into town. I like the town of Westfield a lot, but I find that when I'm there now, I find it really annoying to drive through Westfield yeah. for all the things that you say. It's like things get backed up, they get clogged, and I realize that you know they've done improvements over the years, but it's still very much a pain in the ass to yeah. get around a Westfield. Uh, a uh, Los Angeles man helped uh, coach fake couples, including at least one from Massachusetts, through interviews with immigration authorities to get green cards. 32-year-old Engelbert Yulan was convicted of uh, conspiracy to commit marriage and immigration document fraud. He's one of 10 defendants to be convicted in the case, with nine of his co-defendants uh, having pleaded guilty. Uh, acting uh, U.S. Attorney Joshua Levy's office said Yulon helped uh, with an agency out of Los Angeles that submitted fraudulent immigration documents and performed sham marriages for at least 600 clients between October 2016 and March of 2022, including at least one person here in the Bay State. People would pay between twenty dollars and $35,000 in cash. You know what? No matter way, whether you do it legitimately or do it fraudulently, marriage really sticks it to you in the pocketbook. Well, that, it? I tell you what. Yeah. You, I mean, if you think you're getting the tax break, think again, mister. Think again. The agency would pair foreign national clients with citizen spouses, quote unquote spouses, who were paid. Then they would f- stage fake wedding ceremonies at chapels, parks, and other locations. Why was I not part of this? <laughs> I would have DJed a fake sham wedding for the money. As long as they're not paying you fake money. Yeah, you're paying me them in that motion picture money. 
that looks like hundred real hundred dollar bills. Yeah, you know, I've uh, I've seen more than my share of uh, ninety day fiance to know that sometimes people go into this not really thinking it all the way through. Mm, I've never seen anybody do that. <laughs> this included a hired online officiant and the photos with prop wedding decorations such as just married signs. They'd also coach clients and the spouses through interviews with U.S. Citizenship and Integration Services and advise clients about maintaining the appearance of a legitimate marriage to their spouses. The giveaway was when the investigators said, well, how much sex are you having? And they're like, oh, we're doing it every night. And, they, and the agent is like, yeah, you're not yeah, you're married. definitely not married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then they'd uh, submit marriage-based immigration petitions to the uh, USCIS on their behalf. However, if the paid spouses became unresponsive or uncooperative, Officials said the agency would apply to obtain green cards under the Violence Against Women Act, which allows non-citizen victims of spousal abuse to apply for lawful permanent resident statuses without their spouse's involvement. See, that's the thing. You're, you're, you're now utilizing a system that is in place for people who actually need it. Right. Versus, you know, just faking a wedding. You know, it's illegal either way you do it. But now you're now you're messing with other people's uh, protection. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. I mean, but you know, how many people find loopholes in the system to uh, take advantage of things? You know, lots of people do that. And, and it may not be as, as spectacular as a wedding, but I mean, you know, people have found ways of like getting around paying their taxes, for example. You know, that's uh, and and some of that is perfectly legal stuff. Yeah. Uh, I guess. I mean, but now you're you're into a, a a program that is designed to help people who are really in trouble. Versus, I, I know what you're saying that everybody, you know, there's a lot of people that do that when they're in the committing fraud. But that's can't, my can't cherry pick your outrage, Steve. That's my TED talk for yeah, this that's morning. A good one. There, Bex. Thanks so much. Follow me for more recipes. <laughs> uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be. Uh, Sunny, and then clouds move in with some rain showers this afternoon, a high of 49. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 51. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's just about 749. And Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, cloudy, uh, I guess. I guess the sunshine is a thing of the past. I thought we were going to experience some of that today, but not. Uh, later on, showers, high of 49. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. Oh. Uh, open line Friday coming up in uh, just a matter of minutes. Prepare yourselves. Uh, no vile, foul language. No hate speech. I will not tolerate that stuff. No vile language. There's, there are other radio shows that uh, encourage that kind of thing. We are not one of them. Um, uh, Eddie Diesel. He's a comedian, and he's also a cop. Cop D- Officer Diesel. Officer Diesel. You've you've run into him before. I, I know Officer Diesel. Uh, and I, office, don't know, I don't want to say why or and, how. Uh, and Eddie is uh, running a comedy show. This is a family fun event. Which uh, usually you don't see with comedy shows. Right. You know, it's usually, uh, you know, 21 and over or whatever. This is a family-friendly event. Two juice box minimum? Two juice box minimum, yeah. (laughs) You can't get out of here without two sips, if you know what I'm saying, right? (laughs) Or Capri Sun. Uh, Tomorrow, uh, December 2nd, at uh, Vox on Main Street in Springfield. That's 1600 Main Street. Yeah. Right? There's There's a comedy show going on. It's called Comedy for Coats. 
a family fun event. They're going to have uh, light refreshments available for purchase, but your entry donation, it's not cash. It's bringing a coat, a men or woman's coat. It's a great idea. It is a great idea because you're helping uh, keep people warm throughout the community. And uh, you got to see a great comedy show because I've seen Eddie uh, do some stuff, and he's uh, he's a very funny guy. Awesome. What so a great uh, idea. And he's got a whole lineup of folks to, going with him. So uh, that's tomorrow night. It's uh, 1600 Main Street. It's called Comedy for Coats. It's at Vox in downtown Springfield. Now, where is Vox? Where's the, I'm trying to remember where that is. It, it's 1600 Main is right, uh, isn't it, like right in that whole White Lion area there, isn't it? Uh, oh, okay. I, I believe, yeah. right? You might be right. You know, I don't know. Put 1600 Main for Vox into your GPS and right, you'll find okay. it. Okay, 1600. Yeah. And, the, and the show starts at 6 p.m., so bring a coat, an adult coat. Yeah, don't, uh, you know, and, and, and a good coat. Don't bring one that's like all ripped and nasty and stuff like well, that. I'm sure bring you a could, good coat. Yeah, I'm sure you could bring a kid's coat, too. I'm sure they wouldn't uh, wouldn't mind accepting those either. Yeah, probably but, uh, not. But, but that's pretty good admission to That's better than 20 bucks for dinner in a comedy show. No, I don't. I don't know about that. Well, if you, yes, but we're helping people this way. <laughs> better to help people than to help yourself yeah a second yeah. helping of yourselves of if you course know what i'm saying of course which is what's driving the cost of that ticket up to 25 if you don't buy it before <laughs> monday hey uh everybody is uh going bananas over these rolling stone tickets and i know we're doing this right before open line friday so trust me uh by the time i've uh, done my view from the couch we've already got a winner Okay. Yeah. So All don't right. keep calling thinking you're going to win when we're ready to do open lines. Yeah. By that point, we will have already got a winner, and that winner will not be you Listen, unless you call back. By the time sports comes up, we will have already picked a winner. Yeah. Because see, if I take the tenth caller, it really is just a matter of uh, of counting from one oh, to ten. Look at you already started it. Yeah, I know. I haven't even. Uh, I haven't even told even him to call said, yet. We haven't, haven't even, even told it. you to call yet. I know, because everyone wants to see the Rolling Stones. You know, I mean, they're not getting any younger. Uh, they're going to be at Gillette Stadium on May 30th. The tickets actually go on sale this morning at 10 a.m., but you can win them just before you can buy them, which is the best way to go see them. Tenth caller right now at two nine three one zero two one. Your chance of winning tickets to see the Rolling Stones at Foxborough. I'm going to give you a little tip on how you might increase your chances of maybe getting through. Right? Yeah. Uh, it let's you, but you you'd have to win something previously in order to do this, if you know what I'm getting at. Uh, okay. You, you would have had you're, to. You're already been, in the system. You've already had to have been a prize winner. Let's say a year ago you won some old Deerfield craft fair tickets, right? This and, is an upgrade. And, and you got through, and you were caller ten, and we gave you the tickets, right? Yes. You have to go. Uh, you should keep a journal and a and a log. Of what time you made that call exactly to get through to be caller 10. Right. Now, if you can kind of guesstimate about when it actually was you picked up the phone. Because think about it. The first person that rings here is obviously not going to be the winner. Obviously. Because there's no way that you have time to hang up and then call back and then... I mean, depending on how many people are vying for the tickets, but there's a lot of people vying for these tickets. Yeah. So, I mean, the phones are already lit up, and we haven't even uh, really gotten into the meat and potatoes of the contest. Well, here's yet. the funny part about yeah. it. You know, there are people who are trying to call the radio station right now. Yeah. And they realize, you know, without a producer, we have uh, no one to answer the phone right. for us. Right, right. So the longer we talk about picking up the phones, yeah. 
the longer it takes for us to actually start picking up the phones. And right. so there's probably people at home or in their cars going, will you two idiots just shut up and start answering the phones? Yeah, but you, you just got to time it right. You just got to time it exactly right. Yeah, there's, I, there's really no scientific way to get through on a hot contest like no, Rolling Stone it, tickets. It might not be scientific, but it's a guesstimate. At least it's a, okay, well, if I called... Right after they said caller 10 and I didn't get through, then okay. And then when do you did win? Yeah. When was that? Oh, I waited maybe uh, 30 seconds after they said, uh, you know, go ahead. And yeah, but, but there's, a, there's a world of difference and, and, and no disrespect to the old Deerfield craft fair. I mean, it's a wonderful craft fair. It's been going on for generations. But yeah. when you compare winning that yeah. to Rolling Stones tickets, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, I yeah. mean, it's the difference between a... You know, prime rib and a slim jim. You know but, what I mean? But uh, prime rib and a slim jim. That's a very stark comparison. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to paint the picture. Oh, you could have went with like a, a Jack Lynx beef jerky and a slim jim. All right, I'll that's go with kinda, that. Yeah. A Jack. Uh, a, yeah. a bag of Jack Lynx and yeah. a and a and a prime rib. And and and. No, a bag of Jack Links and a Slim Jim. That's oh, okay. what that's what we're we're getting to the bottom well, of. And now you're just splitting hairs at that point. No, I'm just trying to kill time so we can get ourselves <laughs> as close to the hour as we possibly can. Do you understand what I'm doing? No, here? I know what and you're I'm doing. I'm making these people nuts by not answering the thing, and then we also have to do a commercial as well too. So you're going to be waiting a little bit longer for that anyway. Yeah, I, we we kind of we have a caller ID on some of these lines, yeah. and I've already seen people hang up and yeah. say, "Oh, they must have got a winner already." Right. Welcome, no one's answered my call. Hey, uh, yeah, right. And 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 the real prize is caller number nine. Yeah, that's the that's, one we care about because because you win ridicule from us we have to just like record yeah. all the nines and then after like a month oh, or so i'm compiling them oh good i've been i've been doing this it'd be great to play like like seven or eight in a row yeah and then the one guy only one guy responded i think it was yesterday yeah he's like oh really you know that kind of thing <laughs> yeah just, just don't sit there in silence and take it yeah. you know show us you really care about it all right, so let's. Uh, oh, okay, it's close enough to the hour now where we can kind of move this thing along. Here. It's seven fifty-six. Come on, guys, we gotta get to the phones. Rock one This one. And now, Bax's view from the couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you, folks? Let's face it. There's nothing like having a dream come true, a wish fulfilled, your longing desires granted through divine intervention, or having your hopes and aspirations come to life before your very eyes. Just when you thought the universe has stopped listening to your deepest concerns, a miracle has happened. What is it? According to a multiplicity of both reliable and very flimsy sources, the Patriots have allegedly decided to move away from the idea of starting Mac Jones on Sunday against the Chargers. And instead, they've allegedly offer to start backup quarterback Bailey Zappi in his place. Now, I'm sure there are many of you who will say, what the hell took so long? Others of you may say, they should have done this weeks ago. There may even be a few of you who will say, what exactly are you talking about? Well, let me explain. After being benched four times in 11 games, it has become clear that perhaps Mac Jones is a terrible quarterback and as such does not deserve to be the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots, even if it's against a crap team like the L.A. Chargers, who have the worst record in the AFC West. Of course, they have won twice as many games as the Patriots, but why split hairs? Choosing a winner, a winner in this game is like trying to decide which inflammatory bowel disease you prefer. Now, 
I think we can all agree. Mac Jones is horrible. The man has thrown 12 interceptions this year and only 10 touchdowns. He couldn't spot a red zone if you placed a sign in the field that said touchdowns this way. But let's not kid ourselves. Bailey Zappi is pretty stinky, too. He's thrown two interceptions this season and also has a terrible aversion towards throwing balls into the end zone. The question is whether he's any better than the walking dumpster fire that's been starting the, court, the, the starting quarterback for the last 11 weeks. My prediction is I see the Chargers game going one of two ways. Either Bailey Zappi's play blows everybody away with his dynamic mastery of the Patriots' offense, or you'll be wishing they give Mac Jones the ball during week 13 when they face the Steelers. I'm gonna guess you'll find yourself leaning towards option number two by the end of the first half on Sunday when it becomes clear that Bailey Zappi ain't the answer either. I certainly hope that I'm wrong. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. If you've been thinking, man, my toolbox is pathetic. I need an upgrade. There's a killer deal waiting for you at Rocky's. Buy the Milwaukee 22-inch rolling toolbox and the three-drawer packout toolbox, and you'll get the Milwaukee large packout toolbox free. Now that's a heck of a deal, and you'll find it at Rocky's. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 and Fleetwood Mac with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be a mix of sun and clouds to start this morning, then rain by this afternoon and a high of 49 tomorrow. Uh, cloudy with a high of 51. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. And now, live from the Richard Grieco Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's Open Live One zero two one. That's the number for open line Friday. We explain the rules. Keep your filthy mouths to yourselves. And if you have hate speech uh, brewing in your head, think twice. You want to call the Kellogg crew instead. All right. Yeah. You ready? Call the Kellogg crew. All right. Phones are blowing up already. Rock one zero two. Good morning. Is this? Hey, hey it's Joe from Brimfield. The hey. Bruins fan. Hey, Joe. What's up? Uh, nothing on my mind today. I'm just heading out for Florida for the winter. Can't stand the cold, man. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. Yeah, no kidding. Where, where in Florida yeah, are you know. going? Uh, somewhere around uh, Sunrise where the Panthers play, ironically. Oh, no, the there Panthers you go. Play. Will you be watching uh, hockey down in Florida? Yep, I'm watching the Bruins play, obviously, at the M-Trust Bank Arena. There you go. There you will, go. You have, will you have fun, okay? Oh, I'll have fun. Probably the last time I'll be calling you until, like, Next year, probably. All right. All right. Well, we'll, we'll hopefully still be here. All right. Fly away, you oh, little yeah, snowbird. Here, <laughs> fly, yep, snowbird. Fly away. Go Bruins. Bye. Uh, go Bruins. Yeah. Uh, Rock 102. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? This is Mike. Hey, Mike. What's up? I'm just wondering, is it the program director that decided we needed to have FYIs about where the Basketball Hall of Fame is or Dr. Seuss is from? Yeah, it's one like, of those. Who do you think is listening to this show? Well, uh, listen, there's things beyond our control and even beyond people yeah. in, the, in this building. Uh, there's a there's a bigger building uh, somewhere out in the Midwest uh, yeah, that makes a lot, a, yeah. a lot a lot of decisions. Around. Well, listen, I, I'm uh, I understand what, I... I understand what you're trying to say, but you know, I, I, for me, How do I, I properly did... address my email. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, let me just put yeah. it, let me just put it this way. I did not realize that Dr. Seuss was from Springfield. That was a complete surprise to me. Yes. No idea. And I had no idea this was the birthplace of basketball. And, and who around here knows any of that? 
And listen. What are you guys coming up for a raise or something? Uh, no. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, here's what we do. Uh, this is how you address the email. Dear meatheads. <laughs> I like and then, it. And then, I you like can, it. and then you can go from there with your complaint. All right. Well, good luck. All right. I appreciate it. All Thanks. right. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, Dan from Springfield. How hey, are you? Good, good Dan, Dan. What's up? up? Yeah, so I was wondering if I was caller 10 to those South Deerfield craft fair tickets. No, actually, you're calling number 75, but I appreciate yeah. your... Oh, your, man, yeah. I, I can hawk those for like a grand down at the senior center, and I can have one of the ladies pick me up hot rocks by the Rolling Stones. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, you, you get that handy clap day, Packard, sir. All right, thank you. Uh, Rock 102, good morning, who's this? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. It's uh, it's the retired truck driver, Dave, the full-time, you know what, uh, calling in to congratulate you guys on your wild and resounding success with the, the Mayflower Marathon oh, thank this year. You. Thank you very job, much. Job well done by you guys in the community. Um, I've... Um, <laughs> I, it, it was it was fun to stop by with my um, joke with the um, Miracle Whip versus the uh, mayonnaise mm-hmm. gag. Oh, yeah. Contribute. Hell of a gag. Um, uh, <clears throat> well, what I'm calling about now is, um, one, here's a, here's a fun little thing. I'm going to give a shout-out to all of my uh, fellow Paris Island graduates, uh, Urad, all you guys, and Simplify. And um, I've spoken with my Elks Lodge members and um, let them know that I'd be calling to let uh, everybody on air that's within range of the Elks Lodge that can find a couple of minutes in the upcoming weeks to stop in. You're more than welcome. Uh, We like donations for veterans Mm -hmm. and our local food shelf. And uh, after 4.30, you can come in through the doors at the lounge, uh, introduce yourself, let them know why you're there. Mm -hmm. I'd like to uh, boost things up for um, the veterans out of of Enfield that are over there in Iraq and Afghanistan right now. All right. And uh, to pump up the needs of uh, our citizens here in in, uh, Enfield. And uh, if you're over there by Maple Street on your way home, Spend five minutes, go out of your way, some canned goods or some socks for the veterans or anything you could help out with. Uh, my yeah. lodge is on board with me uh, letting everybody know within an earshot of right. your vast audience All to right. uh, come on down. Well, we uh, we, we always appreciate uh, supporting the vets. And uh, while we're in there, can we also roll the book or roll the dice and sign the book? Uh, uh, unfortunately, that's that's closed to members, guys. Um, good, good pitch there, Steve. Oh, yeah. yeah, we have our we have our little inside. Um, uh, bringing, you know, bringing don't tell anybody about it. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody about it. Okay, uh, right. sh- we, right. we we didn't discuss that, but but, uh, but um, uh, I can I can, let let's just uh, we got it. We got other calls to move on to, but yes, stop by the. Oh Elf no! Slide, give but, it more time. Oh yeah. All right. What else do you got to say? Oh, oh no, no! I'm you know, way to go, Maxie. You know, you know, but truly, um, stop on by after four thirty. Just uh, announce yourself and who you are, what, and um, what, say hello, and, uh, uh-huh. and and do what you can. What is the exact uh, address like to, of the Elks yeah, Lodge? Where, where do I go? That is one thirty-eight North Maple Street in Enfield. Uh, any of the locals would know it's across from the old Fermi High School in that area. 
and um, stop on in. Uh, we'd, we'd appreciate the support and help. Is there a phone number we can reach you at or reach the Elks Lodge at? Um, I should know that number, uh, but I would probably get it wrong if ah, I announced yeah. it over air. Well, so I'll give it to you. It's 860-749-0946. <laughs> Son of a gun, guys. Uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, All right, and well, Steve, we, we, uh, we've talked. I'd like to have you guys maybe come on down and uh, get the feel of the place and uh, see if we can do some things together in the future. We, so, we, we appreciate guys, the invitation. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Have a good morning, guys. Hey, you have too. All right. All right. Very good. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, you talking to me? Hey, now we're talking. What's going on? It's George from Agawam. I was uh, just wondering um, if you're ever going to tell us uh, who your friend is that likes the pregnant chicks. Oh, if you can't figure that out, you're not a listener. <laughs> I listen to you guys all the time. I know, but... By the way, if you just listen a every... little further... <laughs> I, I think it's Steve. I think Steve's... A no, no, it ain't, it ain't Steve. Then it's not me, so it's got to be somebody else. Um, is it uh, your resident comedian that uh, is pushing a twenty dollar uh, comedy show on a dinner? Well, yeah, no. no, no, not not him. Uh, you, you, take take uh, the weekend and figure yeah, it out. You, you by, the, by, by elimination, you should be able to come down with it. I, uh, the I, answer. I, I like fetishes that last more than thirty six weeks. Oh, are <laughs> sick. All right, and very that's good. Why I listen, you know, and that's why I listen to you. <laughs> that's right. That's why you listen. Yeah, you learn a little bit every day. All right, thanks for the call. There you go. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, uh, good morning, guys. This is uh, Paul Ernest from Westfield. How's it going? Good, Paul. Good, what's, what's up? up? All right, so I had a question for you guys, um, specifically Bax. So I heard your view from the couch, probably the same old standard stuff of, you know, Mac Jones sucks. But you didn't mention anything about the new, like, PGA Live Golf. They actually, like, figured out what they're going to do. Did you hear about that? About what? PGA uh, You know, Live Golf and, like, yeah, Live Side, my bad. And, oh, uh, yeah. PGA. They actually figured it out. Oh, I don't, I don't, I, you know, I, I need to spend a little bit more time uh, sorting out the pros and cons of each and, uh, you know, whether they can uh, coexist or even merge uh, in a way that makes everybody happy. Yeah. I think it's going to be a very difficult thing, a very, very difficult transition let, indeed. Let, uh, listen, if I could just interject here, uh, if you really want to know about the PGA stuff, you go see Scott Cohen up at the Northampton Country Club. He'll be sitting there having a martini on any given night of the week. Yeah, he'll, and, he'll, uh, you can, you can talk to him all about he'll it. He'll spend three or four hours to uh, talking to you about it. Oh, um, well, gentlemen, uh, that's actually the thing. is They actually big figured out, and I can let you know right now. You want to hear? Sure. It'll be quick. All right. So the PGA, they're just going to sponsor holes 1 through 8, and then Live Golf is going to sponsor holes 12 through 18, and then Saudi Arabia is going to do 9-11. Yes, but what time does the lodge open? Okay. Do you have to stay, stay on the cart paths or, uh, or, or what? Yeah, I guess you got to watch out for the planes coming to the building. That's All right, it. very yeah. good. Thank you very much. Have a good weekend. Yeah, thank you. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning. I'm trying to get on the live uh, here talk, whatever, the open line Friday. Um, the reason why is me and Dan O'Williams, your guy, your other personality after Bax and O'Brien, have the same birthday as I do. Really? So, oh, well, how about huh. that? Twinsies. Yep. 
Birthday twinsies. Twinsies. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. So when, when's Fellow your... Sagittarian. Wow. And I want to congratulate them for a hell of a job with the Mayflower, Mayflower Marathon. And I'm hoping they can pull a rabbit out of their hat and maybe send me a couple Rolling Stones tickets for me and Dan Williams to go as twinsies. How's that sound? Sounds like a All great right, idea. I'll, I'll let Bax and O'Brien know about yeah, it right away. Right. Thanks. Do I All stay right. on hold? Yeah, stay on hold. Yeah. We'll yeah. be with you in a they'll be with you in a second. Uh Rock one oh two. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is Cheryl from East Windsor. How are you guys doing today? Good, Very Cheryl. good, What's Cheryl. Up? What can we do for you? Oh, I just want to give a big shout out to the two of you, Bax and Steve. Great job with the Mayflower Marathon. You Thank you. Thank be, you. Uh, give, give yourself pass on the back. We we appreciate that, Cheryl. Thank you very much. All right, you two have a great day. It's you always too. a pleasure to listen to you guys. Oh, right. thank Take you. Take care now. Bye bye now. Bye bye. See, that's a nice, conci- concise, nice concise. Yeah, very nice. Kind yeah. of a kind of a nice change of pace here a little bit. Rock one hundred two. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's Harry Balsaki. <laughs> All right, what's up, Harry? <laughs> hey, speaking of the South the- uh, South Deerfield um, craft fair, yes, I heard the Castaway Lounge is still open. Yeah, is I that true? I, I don't know if there's a South Deerfield craft fair. Is that that's yeah. on the other side of the yeah, tracks the up time, there? Isn't right, it? right. I believe the Castaway Lounge is coming back. Yeah. Uh, is it craft fair there? N- not a craft fair. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of coming back there. Oh I'll yeah, tell you that. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, oh, can I get some free tickets for that place? Uh, not, not here. You won't. Not but, here. Uh, yeah. But you, I'm sure you could uh, argue <laughs> for a free passage. Oh, thank you. Thanks a lot, you guys. All right. Very well. There you go. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Yes, Mike Jones. Well, here he is. How are you doing, Mike? Uh, I'm pedaling to work. It's cold outside. Pedaling to work? Yeah. Why does that not surprise me that you're riding a bike? (laughs) (laughs) My fucking teeth are jittering. Oh, He had to go there. He had to jump into it. Yep. There you go. All right. Well, um, yeah. One more? Sure. Okay. Very good. Let's take one more here. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? This is John. Hey, what's up? All right. Okay. Well, that was it. One more. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Chuck. And what is it? A whole day on here? Everybody who's called, I hope they have the worst Christmas of their life. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Season's right. greetings to you as well. There too. you go. Yeah. Very joyful. What a successful open line Friday. And I guess we're all going to the uh, the Elks Lodge in Enfield. For yeah. A little yeah. something something. A little something something. Well, I mean, you know, to help the vets. But I didn't catch all the details. <laughs> <laughs> it's 823 at Rock 102. Six of Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown will give you the forecast because he's really good at it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, by the way, as you know, uh, Rock 102 welcomes the Rolling Stones to Gillette Stadium in Foxborough May 30th. Uh, Rock 102 has been sending people to the show all week. You go to rock102.com, click on contests to sign up for your chance to win a pair of tickets. If you didn't call... And when you can still do it online. We'll choose a winner on December 4th, which is just days away from now. It's your uh, one of your few last chances to win free tickets to see the Rolling Stones from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Like I said, those tickets go on sale this morning at 10 a.m. Damn. I know. And, uh, and we gave away uh, five pairs already. I know. 
And uh, and I believe there may be more tickets uh, coming later today, for all I know. Well, we don't know that yet, no, I don't for know a fact. That. There's been some talk that there might be some extra tickets uh, yeah. at another giveaway at another time. <laughs> Not now. The Rolling Stones, for crying out loud. I mean, how many times are they going to be touring after this one? Uh... I don't know. Uh, how long can the robotics uh, keep up with the, well, you know, we talk about battery life in e- electric vehicles with Mike Quincy. What's the battery life on Mick Jagger? I don't know. The man's almost 80 years old, and he's still kicking. Is and, it and really you, him? How do you know? No, I, I believe it is still him. Yeah. And, and according to rumor, mm-hmm. he's been sober for a good long time. What? I did not know that. Yes, sober. Probably a really boring show. No, no, no. It's it's two old men, you know, jacked up on Lipitor yeah, and yeah, uh, that's, that's, Geritol and yeah. What happened to LSD and uh, yeah, those days? Uh, those amphetamines. Those and, days yeah, are gone. Right now, they're they're worried about their prostates and their lumbago. Yeah, mother's little helper is now uh, that probiotic yogurt that Jamie Lee Curtis sells on TV. Listen, it's got to make you move. Yeah. Right? You got to make things move down there. (laughs) It's 828. News is next. The Rock 102. Here's your Western. 831 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Uh, Thank you, Bax. Thank you very, very much. You're very, very thank welcome, you, Steve. Thank you, thank you. I, 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 I appreciate, uh, appreciate that. I'm, I'm practicing my, uh, my Chris Kelly uh, impression. Thank you, Bax. And now is time for the news here in Springfield, the city of firsts. And I say to you, here are some headlines. All right. Uh, the FBI was in Springfield Thursday with the uh, meeting with the city's election commissioner. The meeting comes just weeks after claims of voter fraud surfaced. Although the city won't confirm that what uh, Thursday's meeting with the FBI was about, the election commissioner was primary the primary whistleblower of, for claims of voter fraud within the Hearst campaign. Obviously, we are pleased that someone is investigating the issues of voter fraud. If that's what we're there for, uh, if that's what they're there for, because that is something we think is so serious and so important that we want this investigated. That's according to City Solicitor John Payne. Uh, Springfield Election Commissioner Gladys Lopez met with the FBI on Thursday. The commissioner was one of five election uh, workers that provided sworn affidavits that detailed the suspicious voting activity. This all started on Saturday, October 28th, when election workers reported activity to suspicious activity to Secretary of State William Galvin activity that was also caught on camera outside of City Hall. Security cameras captured carloads of people being driven to City Hall to vote in a campaign volunteer for City Councilor Justin Hurst allegedly paying some of these people. Election workers said in their affidavits that some of these voters appeared intoxicated and listed their addresses as a homeless shelter. They were also asking where they could get their $10 payment. And a fish sandwich. And the fish sandwich. They keep, they keep forgetting to leave that out. That's the most important part. Uh, $10 for your vote is nothing. Give me a good fish sandwich or a fish dinner. Yeah. Now we're talking business. I can I can sway my vote no matter which way we go. Payne said since the investigation is ongoing, he cannot provide specifics about Thursday's meeting, but is pleased to see law enforcement is interested in getting to the bottom of these allegations. Councillor Hurst was not available for comment, but called these allegations coordinated smear campaign when they surfaced about a week before the election. 
Uh, 22 News reached out to the FBI to get additional information about Thursday's meeting, and they're like, yeah, we don't have one of those people that can tell you what they saw here. Sorry. Nah, that's too bad. We have no comment. Would like to know some of the details. Like to know what they uh, what they talked about, what they said, who said what and when. Um, yeah, that would be interesting. Who did what? Who was driving who? And who when? Was, who was paying who? Mm-hmm. Maybe we can get Detective How on the case. And how? Which story was that from? I can't remember. It wasn't for this one. It was no, another story was, that it involved uh, him. Uh, Rent-A-Center will have to pay $8.75 million in a settlement to resolve allegations that the company filed criminal charges against consumers as a way to collect debt. According to the Attorney General's office, an assurance of discontinuance filed in court means Rent-A-Center will have to pay the settlement and make significant changes to their business practices so they can comply with the state consumer protection laws. Will they have to pay uh, a, a, an exorbitant amount of money for these fines over a period of time, week after week, until no. it's paid off? No, Steve. That would be their own business model. Oh, right. The attorney general alleges that Rent-A-Center repeatedly used coercive and abusive conduct towards customers who failed to make rental payments under contract as a way to get additional payments from consumers. Rent-A-Center allegedly filed criminal theft and larceny complaints against consumers who failed to make payments. As part of the settlement, Rent-A-Center will discontinue this practice against customers who miss payments. Steve, let me ask you something. Uh, And this is not, uh, I'm not pointing fingers at all. Mm -hmm. But let's say I owned a business, okay? And I was, uh, you could borrow things from my business for a price, Yeah. okay? And in exchange for that, Let's say that I added on an interest rate, uh, primarily based on your credit rating, but usually no less than, say, 35%. That's in case you have credit. That's yes. A, that, that's uh, assuming you have If credit. you have bad credit, then it may be more than 35%. You have no credit, if no you, problem. No problem. But if you have a decent credit, and yeah. by that I mean your name is on a credit rating somewhere, right. I charge you 35%. Who's committing the bigger crime? The one that's not paying or the one that's jacking people for 35% on, well, a, on the interest rate? You know, this is kind of where I was wanted to go with this because you're talking about a business that preys on people who don't have a lot of money. Yes. And the idea is like, hey, you can pay $40, $40 a week to get this brand new living room set. And, of course, who out there who, you know, is not – doesn't have what other people might have, wouldn't go, yeah, I'd love a new living room set. I should be able to sit in one of those things too. But then the problem is people get hooked into that and don't realize that if you just saved some money over time, you can actually buy a decent furniture set from a discount furniture store that's probably even better than the one that you're trying to rent and pay three times as much as what it's worth. So, for example... That five hundred dollar television that you just rented, yeah, will actually cost you about three thousand yeah. dollars after the uh, the entire uh, run of the rental agreement. Yeah, and it's uh, it's not it's not something that's recommended to people, uh, even though I get it. People get do it. it. People but, do it. But consumerism makes people want to do things like that. They want to have nice things, and they want to have things, and I understand that. But well, when your business model is about exactly what you're talking about, taking advantage of people that right. don't understand that this isn't something that you're getting cheap. This is something that's actually going to cost you over a period of time a lot of money. 
people don't necessarily see it that way. They just see the low cost of the television I, or, uh, or the furniture or whatever the hell it is. Years ago, I told you this story before. Years ago, I lived in the uh, the uh, what was described to me. Well, I won't say that, but uh, I lived over the in, the in the efficiency apartments over in West Springfield. The deficiency the apartments, home like apartments, and there was a uh, their neighbor <clears throat> that lived upstairs from me. Yeah, who uh, we had a spat once, a small spat. Okay, uh, mostly because she, you know, stomps her feet up on the ceiling, and that's all I could hear all day, and I, you know. Even it, all hours of the day and night, stomp, 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 and you know the place has got paper thin walls and ceilings in the in the thing anyway. Cause right, it's very efficient. And um, this woman uh, had and I had a confrontation uh, once about the noise because I wound up slamming the door so hard. Right after she was you know doing whatever she was doing at uh, midnight, and. Uh, and then after that little uh, spat, if you will, uh, probably a couple of weeks later, I see a uh, I see a, a moving truck show up, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, thank God she's moving out. She wasn't moving out. She bought a bunch of stuff from like a rent-a-center. Well, she was moving stuff in. And moving stuff in. So it was like, and I'm watching all this stuff that going in the door, the TV, TV stand, the uh, the couch, mm-hmm. the ottoman, the recliner, all the things that would go inside of a living room and bedroom too. I think there was like a bed set that I saw being delivered as well. Okay, and then uh, I'm like, damn, she's staying. But then three weeks later, rent a center is knocking on the door. This lady moved out. And nobody knows when. She moved everything out. She took all the stuff that she had gotten from Rent-A-Center and basically took off with it. Wow. And and nobody could find her. For weeks, these Rent-A-Center people were coming and knocking on her door. And I'm like, dude, she's gone, man. She shysted you. Right? (laughs) (laughs) What happens when the shyster gets shysted? I don't know. But uh, that's the kind of thing, yeah. uh, that's the kind of business practice uh, that you're encouraging because you're encouraging people to go, wait a minute, I just rented all this stuff and there's no way in hell I can afford any of it. I'm just going to take it with me and move somewhere else. Yeah. Of course, they don't, have, they don't GPS track any of that stuff either, do they? Well, they probably do now. That was, uh, you know, over 20 years ago. Or about twenty years ago. Yeah. So they probably they probably have like some kind of RFID chip in them now to identify whose furniture and where it came from. But you know the quality of the stuff that I saw being brought in wasn't anything great. It wasn't anything that you couldn't get uh, by saving up some money and going yeah. to uh, Ocean State Job Lot or uh, what's that other play? big lots. Yeah. I, well, listen, and, and and you know if you're ignoring the fact that they're charging you twenty five percent interest on it, you know the <laughs> yeah. What are you supposed to do? Uh yeah, I I don't know. It's a it's a it's a it's a bad trap to get caught in. Yes, it is. Uh let's see. Uh, it's been just under five years since Alyssa Nowak found herself uh, in a Springfield courtroom, caught up in a drug bust above a local strip joint after she sold marijuana to an undercover cop. Well, when in Rome. Well, yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, well, there were people undercover upstairs yeah. and people. Uh, Un- uncovered downstairs. Un- uncovered and un- undercover. 
Uh, police nabbed Nowak and another person on marijuana distribution charges at an underground vendor party where dealers sold weed and drug paraphernalia to customers gathered in a warehouse space above the Mardi Gras strip club in downtown Springfield. Uh, it changed my life, Nowak said this week. Nearly five years later, with her days of illicit dealing in the past, Nowak is a registered and certified participant in Massachusetts's booming legal marijuana market. Yeah. She's uh, another part of the state, though, right? Yeah, with, a, with a training from a state program for people impacted by the war on drugs, including those with marijuana-related offenses, she launched a weed delivery business last month. Wow. Uh, I'm not going to get into who it is or, you know, what the name of the business is, but this is the kind of thing that uh, it's nice to see. You know, it's nice to see a, a dealer from the streets making it all the way up to a weed delivery. Well, business. Steve, I don't think you would call her a dealer on the streets. I would call her an I would call her a a go getter. Yeah, she's a go getter with uh, with some real industrial thoughts. I like this one. Her dealing uh, Noack's dealing career began casually at her Catholic high school in Goshen, New York. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, these Catholic high school kids, those are the ones you got to watch out for. She's a venture capitalist is what she is. And she's a real, uh, you know, uh, she's a businesswoman. I went to Catholic school for two years, for fourth and fifth grade. Yeah. And I got to tell you, there was uh, more hijinks going on with the Catholic school kids, you know, as far as uh, pranks and things like that than there were in any public school that I've ever been in. Right. Well, hey, what are you going to do? Well, you know, when, uh, when when push comes to shove uh, and, and and there's money to be made, you know, sometimes you just got to seize the day and make the most of things. Yeah, and, and many people will be like, oh, Catholic high school, you shouldn't be doing that. Listen, Jesus died for your sins. If you don't sin, he would have died for nothing. Listen, about an hour and a half ago, we did a story about a, a priest that was... <laughs> <laughs> was using the diocesan credit card yeah. to buy hand tools. Well, who doesn't need a good Milwaukee drool, uh, drill inside of the confessional? Yeah. You know what I'm I, talking I, I about. Know, yeah. I know, I yeah. well, know. This confessional's fact, falling apart. That was the nickname of the priest out in Milwaukee, the Milwaukee drill. <laughs> but that was for completely different reasons. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then in that case, there was Milwaukee drool. And then the <laughs> drool, yeah. In, in uh, college, Nowak was arrested for felony Xanax possession, found guilty and sentenced to three years probation. It was a small turning point. She said she stopped using drugs and got a full-time job at Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, but that's all I could get a job in. And then she uh, moved to Massachusetts, became a manager at Duncan & Newton, started a master's degree program in business, but a, with a felony on her record, nobody else would hire her. See, that that's the thing that should be changed. You know, we shouldn't let people back out on the streets who have violent criminal offenses, but we should take care of people who have gone through the punishment of the system that we all talk about. And just because you have a felony on your record, a nonviolent felony, there should be a way to get that off your record so you're not... Well, you're keeping, so her her felony was for for which thing? The Xanax. The Xanax. Yeah. Okay. So she, she had the Xanax illegally. Right. You know, I mean, I, I I get what you're saying. I mean, if I, you know, to me, if she had been convicted of a felony on a marijuana charge, yeah, before it became legal, well, then I say, well, if marijuana is now legal now, then that should be expunged from her record. When you're dealing with pills, though, I mean, whether it's, 
and listen, I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, that, that Xanax is any better or any worse than any other, you know, you know, mm-hmm. in your drug trade. But I mean, there are plenty of people in which, you know, the drug trade is, can, you know, it can become a violent offense. Yes, it could. But if you're caught with possession of it and that's a felony possession of a controlled yeah. substance, I really don't think that, you know, with all the programs the sheriff department has to get folks back out on the street and get them healthier, they do a great job doing that. But there's also a level of people who will never be able to get past a certain point in their lives because of this thing that they did when they were 20 years old that really has no, you know, nobody got stabbed, nobody got assaulted, nobody got right. this or that. Right. And and you know what? If, if she had only a, a, a misdemeanor on her record, this, this wouldn't have happened. But, that it, you know, the law is the law. It's a felony. You know, that was her nickname. Felony? Misdemeanor. Misdemeanor. Yeah. yeah you right. see that? Hey, you see where I'm going with Oh, that? I do. Hey, did you see that? Did no, I do. Did you see do. what I did? I certainly uh, do. I did a little loud and clear. Did you see that? Oh, Max? I see I it. saw it, dude. I, I do. saw it. I saw yes. it loud and clear. You see I it see coming it. from a mile away? I sure do. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, sunny to start, then cloudy by this afternoon with rain showers and a high of 49. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 51. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Classic Rock, it's 852, and Stone Temple Pilots with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, sunny to start, then rain this afternoon with a high of 49. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 51. It's 37 right now in downtown Springfield. Steve, I don't know if you were aware of this, but it is a Shop Friday. Did you know that? Shop Friday? It's a Shop Friday. This morning at 9 o'clock, you go to rock102.com, and you can save up to 30% on ski passes for Berkshire East Resort in Charlemont. I uh, enjoy great skiing and riding close to home. It's uh, 9 o'clock today on the Shop 30 store at rock102.com. Don't miss out. 30%. Not a bad deal. Yeah, that starts at 9 a.m. So you got uh, seven more minutes to log on to that, and uh, you can get that 30% off. You know, I, you know, today is December 1st, and, um, you know, I know the ski resorts are, like, waiting for uh, for snow. Yeah. And uh, I'm a little surprised that we have seen nothing more than just a few light flurries of snow i'm kind of waiting for the uh, the bubble to burst well uh it's been said that maybe next weekend that might happen yeah I get like that. the weekend of the ninth see i got plans that weekend yeah see get. that's exactly how it works in new england you always have plans for something and then it snows and you can't go anywhere now if you didn't have anything to do it wouldn't snow see but i've had these plans for quite a while mm-hmm. and i don't want to mess up my plans if it's going to snow I mean, I'll still I'll still do it, but I mean, if it means uh, traversing through a through a, a whiteout, yeah, I'm not gonna be real happy about that. Are you uh, are you taking the wife out on a date? Is that what you're doing? Uh, not that weekend. Uh, there's a uh, we got uh, we got some big dates coming up pretty soon. Okay, well, uh, those dates get ready to fork over some cash. The average American now thinks a quote good date should cost $196. A good date, if you're if you're in love, should be free, Steve. Yes, it should. This uh, that was just the average answer in a new uh, Swin survey. What is that? SW- I, have, I don't know. I don't I'm, know. Oh, I'm sorry. It's another survey. Survey said uh, one in eight said at least three hundred dollars. A love toy company called Lilo commissioned the poll. We're guessing they'd rather you stay home and invest in their products by then going out on a date. Men actually think a good date should cost more than $200. 
This is ridiculous. This is like most the ridiculous thing I've ever heard. The average guy said $220 compared to $170 for women, and it does add up. People said they'll spend just over $3,000 on dates this year, then tack on the gifts. Guys estimate they'll spend $430 on presents each year. Women spend $272. Having a relationship on a budget is possible, though. Half of Americans won't, wouldn't judge someone for taking them someplace cheap. Yeah, well, I guess right. Dollar General on a Friday night is the place to be. You know what? Uh, my wife and I last night had a very nice romantic dinner at the Texas Roadhouse. And I got to tell you, I was full, satisfied, and walked out of there for only 65 bucks. Well, that's, that's actually kind of pricey, I would think. For just two people at, at the roadhouse? Yeah, but what kind of meals did you get? Because you're not eating as much as you, as you used to. No. You're, and you're, but you're I got you ordering I, a full steak? I got a small steak and uh, a baked small. potato. I brought some home with me. And uh, she had, uh, what did she have? I think she had a salad at All the right. roadhouse. Plus, well, you- and plus appetizers. And we had... Uh, we had uh, things to drink. Do they still throw the peanut shells on the floor? Or is that a thing of the past? Yeah, that's a thing COVID? of the past. That's, oh, that's, man, COVID killed everything. I don't even know if that's a COVID thing. That just may be like a health uh, code violation. Like peanut allergy. Yeah, uh, yeah. kind of thing. But still, I mean, you don't have to go. You you don't have to spend an arm and a leg to have a nice night out. Yeah. You know, we, you know, we used to go down to Nadim's all the time when we lived in Springfield. We'd go there all the time. Go there to the fort. We'd have a nice time. You know, the 350. Theodore's. We go to all those places. I didn't have to spend 300 bucks in any of those places. You should really uh, always ask the other person first. Hey, if we were to go on a date, where would you go? And if they say, like, you know, uh, some bougie, like, Ruth Chris Steakhouse or something like that, you're like, okay, see you later. Yeah. Like, we're not going there, and I'm not doing that. All right, but, you know, but in, in Springfield. Yeah. There are very few places that if you went on a date, just you and a date, mm-hmm. and you walked out of there with 300 bucks, you either ate entirely too much or you both got drunk. Well, but because it's not, the restaurants in Springfield are not so but, expensive that you have to spend 300 bucks. No, but they're not just limiting it to restaurants. It says there's $300 for a date. Now that can add, I can see that adding up. Let's say you go to dinner that costs you let's say eighty bucks on the low end. Okay, right? eighty bucks, right? That's for the dinner. Then you go to a movie. The movies are fifteen dollars a PC. That's another thirty dollars. Okay. Then you go out for drinks afterwards. Now you're talking another thirty bucks. You're almost at two hundred bucks, and this is exactly what this survey is going yeah, for. Yeah, but that what I'm saying is that that alone, the amount of money you spent, isn't the thing that defines whether a date is a good date or a bad date. I've had uh, some expensive dates in my life that, frankly, weren't a whole lot of fun, and I walked out of there going. I gotta save myself a bundle just by going out alone. And the, on the other hand, there are times when I've spent n- practically nothing. I said, "This was a great night. We had fun. We didn't overdo it. We had a great night." What was the uh, What was the cheapest thing you've ever done? Do you on remember? A, on a date? Yeah. Think I had a gift card to a restaurant. Oh. And I paid big goose egg. Big. That's it. Big fat nothing. I had a, I had a coupon for a free taco at Taco Bell. And you took a you took your nice lady friend to a Taco uh, Bell. That's all I had the money for. 
at that time. That was uh, years ago. I was a poor young man. Yeah. Didn't have a dime to my name. See, Jenny is uh, is, a, is kind of like a low maintenance type of person. She doesn't. You know, neither one of us. We're both kind of low maintenance uh, dates, frankly. Yeah. And uh, if I said to Jenny, "Hey, let's go to Taco Bell yeah. for uh, for a date for a hot date," yeah. she'd say. You mind driving or you driving? Yeah. Hop in, hop in, Mexicalito. Let's go. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You know what though? I uh, that was a successful date I had that night. Uh, I ate tacos. That means two things. <laughs> it's eight fifty nine. A Rock one hundred two. Rock one hundred two is your home for.